Triple C. Listen, Triple C. I'm about to call you Pete Rock, Jack. <laughs> God damn. It's a collabo, baby. You oh, know how we do. Amazing. All right, we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hope everybody's doing well. It's your boys here. Silverback Chronicles Podcast. I got my brother Dre. Kilaway. Kilawa. What's good? Chilling, brother. Oh, it's been a phenomenal week. Long week. Before we get into it, man, it's just, um, it's a lot. 2020 is just a bad year. 2020 is, is, is just death everywhere. And it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's horrible. People just stay strong. And I just want to give a shout out to everybody. Listen, love yourself. Love your neighbors. Let's start positive energy in 2020. Absolutely. 2020, like... The way the world was before, I feel like, especially in this country that we're very fortunate, right. we took a lot of things for granted. With the lockdowns, with the restrictions, I hope everyone starts appreciating certain relationships that you hold with your neighbors, with your coworkers. You know, if the guy cuts you off while you're driving, don't give him the finger. Maybe he got to go somewhere. He got something to do. Let's, we really need to start taking care of each other because, look, we never know what's going to happen, man. You never know. We never know. Just love. Man. We really don't know. Like, we're we're really living in a world of uncertainties. Like, certainly right? every day. Yeah. Especially like, like my rappers. I don't get it. You figure, you know, you you become a celebrity, you get to a different level in life. You got to move different. You still, like. What's wrong with hiring security wherever you go? I don't see that as a problem. Or, or what's wrong with rapping about like love and teaching these young kids because rappers have a huge influence on the youth. They do. On how to like go to school. Yo, I was in school and I was rap about that. But I say that to say, yeah, you know, Benny the Butcher, New York rapper, amazing. Up and coming. Up like, and coming. He, yeah, 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 yeah. He like you, you, you rap about that life and you probably do go through it. You go to Texas and my man gets robbed. Well, about to get robbed and got shot. Yeah. Like, you got to know how to move, bro. How you secure? What's wrong with hiring security? I, was, I don't think that's a bad thing. Nah, because you ain't keeping it real if you're hiring security. You know, I'm a oh, oh, you got to stay go. gangster, right? Yeah. You know, shout out to him, bro. You got to move different, my brother. I hope you're recovering. Uh, I sure hope you get through that recovery. And shout out to Boosie. Boosie got shot in the leg. All these in Texas. 
Shout out to one of our own that recently, you know. Oh yeah, we well, we mentioned that already, we'll but talk, still, yeah. shout out to him again. Appreciate my brother. Love you, big guy. He'll be here soon. Talk about that. Word. But um, with that being said, ladies and gents, we back. It's episode forty-seven. Fire. I'm on my Rosetta Stone. You know what I'm saying? See, si. faithfully, faithfully. Triple C. Yo, what's good, baby? Maintaining, chilling, bro. <sighs> my man, that's that and that, and that's that. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm be honest with you. We got a guest tonight. It's like we keep outdoing ourselves, yo. And it's a blessing because we're surrounded by amazing, amazing, phenomenal, phenomenal people, people, an amazing human being. This gentleman has over 27 years on with the job. Done a lot of stuff. He's done so much for the community, for the badge. Still is. Still is right now. Absolutely. How he is as a man speaks volumes. And it's an honor for him to be in our presence tonight. And that's if you're lucky enough to know him. Because let me tell you, it's a it's this a, it's a man... Privilege. It's like a diamond that you can really get in this lifetime. Just everything he's been through, how he carries himself. The wealth of knowledge. The knowledge he has. Like You don't get this. I'm telling you. You just don't get this. It's few, far in between. They're hard to come by, especially nowadays. You could legit make a movie around this person. Absolutely. And I... I don't got nothing else to say. I'm I, uh, I want to jump right into it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, my brother, he came on tonight, and it's an absolute pleasure. An honor. An honor. And I'm so happy. I'm blessed just to be in his presence and just to hear what he has to say because he's got a lot to say. And anyone that, that wears this badge mm. and you come across this person, if you're lucky enough... Because the gentleman moves different. Mm. Speaking about moving different. Mm. He can teach you a thing or two how to move different. Absolutely. So you got to be like the stars, the moon have to align. Absolutely. For you to even be in the same room with this person. But before that, real quick, get shout out to our sponsors. And first and foremost, it's uh, Starbucks USA. We appreciate you. Don't forget. Always. Don't forget the discount code, everybody. All caps, Silverback Podcast. All caps, Silverback Podcast. Get 20% off from your boys, Handblow. We appreciate you. Dre, what else you got? I want to give a shout out to our guy, Charlie Schultz. Berman, Sogan, Gross, Fieldman, Darby, Law Firm. Anything you need, workers comp related, hit up Charlie Schultz. He's got you. That's all I got. 410-769-5400. 54 Hondo. Hondizo. Hondizo. And uh, my boy JB. JB versus everybody. Check out his podcast. It's amazing. It's a good podcast. And he's a doctor, by the way. He's just not a regular Joe Schmo. It's Dr. Brown. And Doc. his podcast is JB versus everybody. You know, you got to surround yourself with great ones, visionaries that want more out of life. And my circle is amazing. I'm just going to put it out there, you heard? But um, without. Listen, without any further ado, we got to jump right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, my brother K's in the building. K, what it is? 
Yo, yo. I hope I ain't come across like I was, you know what I'm saying? But yo, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. We speaking the truth. Absolutely. No, it's good, fam. It's good to be here. It's an honor and pleasure to be on the podcast. I was overwhelmed with joy. Mm. You is, know. Is this your first podcast we ever been on? It's my first podcast Ooh. ever. Wow, that's dope. It's an honor to have you. Amazing. I know, I know you're not one to, you know. Yeah, this is this is this is something simply amazing because for the simple fact, you know, I don't I don't do social media. Yes, sir. I don't do all those online things, them online platforms. Yo, know, I don't even have PayPal or what's the other thing that you get paid? Cash for? app. Cash app, right? right. <laughs> and you're like, like, yo, when you gonna get PayPal or Cash App? I'm like, for what? I can write you a check. Right, right. You know, my money's good. So I'll give you cash. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where you wanna meet at, I meet you on the I spot. I got you, yo. right. Backside of Mar Darman, but that's gone now, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. You know, I was overwhelmed with joy. Um, to have Dre and H welcome me to the show and even ask me to participate in something like this because this has probably been something that's been a long time coming. Right. Um, our voices aren't being heard the way that they need to be heard. Because yes, sir. We only hear what we see through the media. Right. And we hear what we see through the media and everything that comes through the media, you know, ain't always the truth. Right. It was only depicted to show a certain side of things. Right. Know, they don't see, you know, it's, it's good to just to showcase all the negativity, you know, mm-hmm. and get that one person that out, out the crowd that you know you shouldn't be interviewing as a journalist. If you want the real information, you get the, the one person that's standing on the corner that just want that. Attention. 30 seconds of fame absolutely say yo you see me on the television you know i was on i was on this station i was on that station so it's an honor to be here so i'm ready to get into it let's let's let's, let's do, it. do it yeah here on the silverback crown because we're all about that positivity and getting real stories from like boots on the ground i mean that's where we come from that's what it's about we organic we don't know mm-hmm. not, we don't know what to do or anything else we're just real that way i appreciate it now i appreciate you but first and foremost, ladies and gentlemen, Kay, can you please introduce yourself? Where you from? Born and raised? Uh, yeah, like I said, I go by the name of Kay. Um, born and raised in this city. This mm. is Baltimore's my city. Mm. Straight off the block, Anderson mm. Avenue. Born and raised. You know, it's not. It's not one of them things where you want to glorify and say, "Yo, I'm from this side of town. I'm from that side of town." But you know, growing up here, that meant something. That meant you was from a different cut of cloth of either you this type of dude or you that type of dude. So born and raised in Baltimore, and I want to see my city prosper mm-hmm. and grow back to the things that I know that we can go back to and, you know, hopefully, hopefully save the youth. Mm. That's a, you know, on the job, when I know I got to go to Emerson, I like slap myself in the face and I'm like, I tell myself, get sharp because I know it's different over there. Yeah, no, it's not different, V. It's, it's not different. It's different <laughs> on the east side. No, it's not. It's not different. You know, yeah, it's different from the east side. It's definitely, yeah. you know, but that's been a, that's been a culture of Baltimore, you know, since its existence. You know, the east side and the west side has been the, the biggest two forms ever in this city. You know, it was never the northeast, the southeast, the southwest, right. or the you know, it was always the east side and the west side. Like back in the day. West side, the only further we would go in the city was to Odell's. That was the borderline across the bridge. And once you cut it off right there, that was it because you didn't go past Odell's. But Odell's was like 
you know, a neutral territory. You know, a lot of people say they went to old L's, they did this and they Nah, a lot of people didn't, especially a lot of people in that. Yeah. And for those who don't know, who's what is Odell's? What is Yo, that? So Odell's is, is like the Roxy's of New York, baby. Oh, come okay, on, okay, okay, okay. Come on, okay, okay. Nice. You know, and you had people come. You know, you had Dapper Dan lacing all the Volkswagen Jettas Ooh. back in the day with the with the Gucci and Louis Vuitton tops. Yo, BBS. Yo, <laughs> yo, New York. Thank y'all invented BBSs. Yo, we perfected BBSs. How so? Everything had BBSs. Oh, Our first yeah. car yeah. was 300Z. Ooh. I couldn't afford the BBSs, but I wanted them. <laughs> but everybody had BBSs because it was nothing but the Z, the 300ZX. Nissan, baby, you yeah. know, twin had to be twin turbo with a stick. Yes, sir. And every day we would meet down the underpath. Mm. You know, so most people that's not from here don't know what the underpath is. That's the Mulberry and Franklin Street, that little quick bypass that gets you from west side to downtown to like... Two minutes, depending on how fast your car was. Yeah. Mm. Most times, you can make it in like thirty seconds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thirty seconds. You know, police was never down there, so you were, you were good to get on there, hit it from Plasky Street. Nice. Take it right down to Utah, yo. And at the end, you might see somebody lose their title. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, your car is mine. Right. You know? I need that. Come on, that's, 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 that's what we that did. Yeah. Come on, both that. Yeah. Those were the days, you know. Three hundred ZX BBSs. And pigeon coops, yo. That's what we did. We raised uh-huh. birds. Yeah, man. You know, New York wasn't the first one sending homeless <laughs> up in the air. You know, down south wasn't the first one sending homeless up in the air. Mm. Yo, we've been sending homeless forever. You know, we've been throwing uh. the birds up, the rollers, the tiplers, all of that. You know, we've been doing that forever. My man just passed away. Rest in peace, Twan. You know, he he still got the pigeon coop in the backyard. Mm. I had to take my son down there. And he was like, yo, dad, like, yo, why y'all got birds in the wooden box? Like, <laughs> What's the fun in that? I'm like, man, ain't nothing like to see a bird fly free. Mm. Ooh. Mm. He mm. couldn't get that. But it ain't nothing like to see a bird fly free. Mm. And all of us that was down, and that's all we wanted. You know, we just wanted to be free. Isn't that crazy that every hood is connected by that? Yeah. yeah. And that's the message right there to see a bird fly free. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So many, so many young kids, you know, especially from my neighborhood, you know, is they're not here. You know, it's, it, the, it's sad to keep saying that, you know, it's only two things that's going to happen when you're out there in the streets. You're going to even end up in jail. And that's been said since the beginning of the time, from from the old mobsters to up until now. And you would think that, you know, we would learn from some of those mistakes that our, our OGs would say back then. But, you know, the problem is, is that, Everyone has a mind of their own, and we always think that we can do it better than the next man. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know that's, but that's what happens, though. You know, whenever you're not practicing, somebody else is practicing to take your spot. Right. So. So how was uh how was life growing up from uh, young adolescence into teenage years, and what's the Baltimore you remember? Man, the Baltimore I remember was Afro clean blocks, you mm. know, the marble steps, mm. Ajax. Jack powder cleaning the steps every oh. Saturday morning. You know, getting up early Saturday morning, your grandparents telling you, like, boy, you got to scrub these steps. Once you scrub these steps, I don't want to see none of the white film on the side of the steps. And all you had was your little, your little metal bucket with the Ajax and that, 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 that wooden, I don't know how this, this, um, this scrub brush was made. <laughs> but, yo, this could probably take the skin off a person. Right. Facts. But, yo, that's, that's what we did. We used to hang the streamers. From one side of the from one side of the block to the other, and it said Afro Clean Block, mm. uh, and people took pride in their neighborhoods. 
people took pride in that. Mm. And at the at the end of the year, before the kids went back to school, they would have the like the Afro the best Afro clean block in the city. Mm. And they would have, you know, free movies all day long down at the Hippodrome, down at the Mayfair, down at the town. You know, you would go down, you would see this neighborhood, you would see that neighborhood. We're like, yo, like, yo, my block was cleaner than yours. So so the competition was who had the cleanest block? Who had the cleanest mm-hmm. block? Wow. When you scrubbed the marble yeah. steps before and the sun came up. Who had the cleanest yeah. block? The cleanest so, block. I never mm-hmm. like, you, heard of that before. So you, you, the, the trash that we see out here right now in the streets, it wasn't permitted. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hmm. permitted at all. You know, we talk about, you know, community. Um we touched this touched on this for a while and you know, just just my opinion, you know, this the African Americans in the city, we never really had the word community. Mm. Ours was our neighborhood. Mm. We took pride in our neighborhood. So if you was from this neighborhood or you was from that neighborhood and all of that encompassed that area you lived in, it wasn't a oh, this is my community, this is that community, this is Park Heights community. This is Roland Park community. No, this is my neighborhood. Mm. And if you cared about your neighborhood, the next block over cared about their neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Because our parents and grandparents all migrated from the South looking for a better way of life. And by doing that, they say, yo, we're going to take care of what we have because we never have this. So certain things that was allowed, that's allowed now, man, couldn't be allowed now. You know, we we sit back, you know, we say, oh, man, that's the old days. That's the old style of this. That's the old style of that. But everything originated from somewhere. Mm, right. It just didn't start, you know. There's this mumble rap and this hip-hop that these young kids are doing now. They would have never had that that chance to do that if it wasn't for the forefathers of the MCs. Mm. Right. You know, that's putting it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have they would, they would had nothing to inspire to. So back then, we inspired to make sure our neighborhoods was clean. Yeah, we always had the violence here in the city. You know, it's Baltimore. It's what separated us from a lot of other cities. But at the end of the day, we always came through together. It was like, yo, this is what we're going to do. The old head's like, yo, yo, H, you ain't banging on Main, man. There's too many people out there. And if you do it, you better make sure it's who you're going after. Mm. If you don't, you're going to pay that tax from everybody. Mm. Those days are gone. You know, the respect level for everything right now in this in society is gone. It's no, it's, it's no respect. I mean, look how you, look how you, look what your kids can get away with now that we know that none of us will ever get away with. Be That's allowed true. to get away with. Why? That's true. You know what I'm saying? Why? WJZ Channel 13. Shout out to y'all. Yo, Bob Turk and all of guys. Some old guys. <laughs> yo, old, old Jerry bro. Turner. Yo, Al Sanders. They used mm. to come on at 11 o'clock and be like, yo, do you know where your kids are? Mm-hmm. At 11 o'clock at night, the lights are on. Do you know where your kids yeah. are? When the last time we did ask somebody, do you know where your kids are? Facts. I don't even think that shit comes on. You can't ah. even. Say, you know why you can't say that? Because the the parent probably curse you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be about my kids. See, that's the difference, though. Though, so the, the right. neighborhood stuck together, though. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I, like for me, growing up, I was hard at it. Like I was, I was, I was a tyrant. They, the, the neighbors, <laughs> be like, "Hey," they would see my mother come through after work. And be like, hey, is that your son? She was like, yeah, that's my baby. Oh, girl, he bad as can be. Oh, my God. He giving your grand, your mother a run for her money. Like, you know, so I went, you know, you, you go through all those things. But, you know, growing up down there, like, the whole analogy of 
if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of small cities that if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. This That's is true. And Baltimore is one of them. You know what's crazy? I realized that, us being from New York, I realized that when I left New York, I'm like, wait a minute. They banging just as hard or even harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Back in them early 80s, it was like, the New York boys came down, was like, yo, they thought they always thought Baltimore was slow. Right. You know? So like like Biggie said, yo, I found out that nickels go for like dimes go for nickels down south. Uh-huh. So they was like, oh, we're gonna capitalize on that. Right. They come down here and they was like, yo, we're gonna run over these southern boys. Like, yeah, we below the Mason Dixon line, you know, but most people don't know we we below the Mason Mason Dixon line. Right. Like, yo, we just as northern as you are. Absolutely. You know, we go just as hard as you do. You know, right. if you talk about anything south, you know, shout out to my people in DC. You know, DC was country for us. Right. But DC would say, oh, yo, y'all country. Right. You know what I'm saying? But here in Baltimore, it was a whole different a whole different environment. And the dudes came down would, would always think that, yo, we're going to take over the city. Mm. We're going to take over that. We're going to take over the. Nah, man. Baltimore been established. Baltimore was established a long time ago. You got to remember, this is one of the first pit stops that people from down south made their life. Yeah, before moving on, you know, and some people's like, "Hey, this still the South. We got to go a little further." So that's how you end up in Delaware, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. New York. If you look at it, Delaware, Philadelphia, New York, those barrels, those neighborhoods look just like Baltimore. Yep, no different mm-hmm. with the row homes, right? With the row homes and everything. Yep. So things, life was different then. You know, education was a must. You know, the, the one thing that I was sad to see um, was that the, the passing grades for the youth in the city dropped to like 60%, 65 as a passing grade. Damn. So how do you inspire the youth to do better if all I got to do is this and I'm passing? Right. But you know, nowhere in society is a 60 or 65 a passing grade. Right. You can't go nowhere. And that'd be a passing grade. I don't know. But now look. So what do you have the youth to aspire to? You know, how do you push them? You can't. So now if you try to take that back up to say, oh, it takes a 75 or 80% to pass. You know how many kids are gonna be struggling? Right. But this is the fault of us, the politicians, you know, how things transpired over the years, because we didn't, you know, I feel as though that they didn't want to get left behind. So Damn. That's real right. stuff, though. It's for real. All right. So your experience growing up, what led that, not even to law enforcement, what you do prior to law enforcement? Oh, man. I'll keep it brief without going into too much. I want you to do what you do, cause, baby. Because mother suckers going to be like, yo, I know who that is. That's my man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo, he left that out, yo. You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. But, um, Growing up here, uh, man, you know, crack hit here in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And just like New York, you know, I have to do the comparison because it came straight down the pipeline. Yep. Yo, it, it, it straight ruined the city. Right. People weren't ready. It was the poor people's drug. Crack was the poor people's drug. But it was the dude on the corner make them millionaires. Mm. So my family members got involved in it. 
and it took a toll on our family. You know what I mean? It it it, it took a big toll on the family. Mm-hmm. Um, it broke the family up uh, to the point where um, my mom's like it it, it overwhelmed her. It it straight overwhelmed her, and I don't have no problem with saying it because hopefully my conversation inspires some other youth to be like, yo, even though. My mom's going through the same thing or went through the same thing. I still can come overcome these adversities that's been put in for and put in front of me. So the same thing, like, you know, my mother had a good job, worked for the federal government. And it seemed like death was the the toll that took that took her. So once the the matriarch of the family passed away, which was my grandmother, mom's was like, Psh, that's it. I don't know what to do. And she wound up meeting some deadbeat ass dude. You know that that wasn't that wasn't right. That wasn't good. You know we see that every day in the profession that we work in, especially when it comes to domestic violence. You meet this dead ass dude. You move him in because you're looking for love. You're looking for something to comfort you during your time of hurt. And you think that oh, and this guy sitting here sending you these these fairy tales. Well, I love you, baby. I'm gonna take care of you and your kids and all this. And you see this dude. He ain't really got a pot to piss in. But oh, the conversation yeah, you know what I'm saying? But the conversation sounds good. Right. Because, you know, lyrically speaking, you know, look how we gravitate to music. Look how we gravitate to poetry. So we, if you spit something so nice to somebody, oh, they're going to get lost in translation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I look at it as she got lost in translation. And, and when she got lost in translation, she lost her son. So which forced me to be out you know, homeless for a while, for for a good while, you know. Um, it took her a while. We still trying to mend the fences, but it took her a while, you know, to accept it. Now I still don't think she accepted it, you know, because it's the the guilt of no no parent wants to feel the guilt of losing their child. You feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. No 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 parent wants to feel that. So with that being said and done, it's like, yo, you got to survive on your own. I never forget. She was like, I'm done. You got to survive on your own. How you going to do it? I don't know. Mm. I'm 13. I'm like, all right. I've always been a fighter, you know, because that's 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 just me. I was like, I'm going to make it. First job was cleaning toilets at IHOP, yo. Mm. <laughs> cleaning toilets at IHOP and washing dishes because I wanted to go to Kings Dominion for a, a high school trip. And she was like, yo, I ain't got no money. You had to figure that out. Mm. So, you know, me and my cousin, we got a job at IHOP on, on, on Route 40. Yo, shout out to my cousin. You remember that, yo. <laughs> you know, we cleaning toilets and trying to figure out which is the butter um, butternut pancake from the regular original pancake. We, hey, yo, IHOP got some good pancakes. I ain't saying anybody do that. But back in the day, yo, we used to have to stick our finger in the batter to see what batter was the batter. So, <laughs> so you know, that's what we did to see to make sure everything was good. You right, know? right. But made enough money, I was like, yo, so this is this the hustle, I can do this. Next job went from there to cleaning out actual toilets in a high-rise building. Next job from there was learning how to build steps, working with the dude in the neighborhood. I sold Christmas trees. I ain't believe in Christmas. I ain't believe in no Santa Claus and no Saint Nick. I ain't had no chimneys. When y'all see a chimney in your house? Right. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody come down there and have no fireplace. We ain't had no fire. We had radiators. Right. You know, right. every so often you had to bleed them joints to make sure they stayed Absolutely. hot. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So Fuck. I knew Santa Claus wasn't coming down at the thing, but I was out there with the OG. He's like, yo, you need a Christmas tree for your family? I'm like, yeah. 
He's like, come sell these Christmas trees with me. I was selling Christmas trees at 12 years old. Yo, putting them up on people's cars, tying them down with the yarn. Wow. You know, giving somebody else some joy. Right. And at the end of the night, I never forget. I was like, Ma, come up here and pick me up. She was like, where you at? I'm like, yo, I got a Christmas tree. How you get a Christmas tree? Because, yo, I've been selling Christmas trees, yo. Like, for real. Mm-hmm. So I did all of that. Every Anything to try to help and make ends meet. And that's why, like, for me, like, I could never borrow money from nobody. Like, nobody. You'll never see me have to say, yo, I need this or I need that. If I don't have it, yo, I'm going to be fresh to death. But I might only have a dollar in my pocket. Mm. But you ain't going to know that. You ain't going to know that. They ain't going to like, yo, yo, stay up on something. That's because I take care of what I had because I knew from growing up then, you ain't know where the next meal was coming from, the next pair of sneakers was coming from, the next outfit was coming from. So you stay fresh. You put them. You put them jeans in between your mattress and your box spring to get the crease, so you don't Absolutely. have to worry about you know no iron because you ain't had no iron overnight. That should have looked sharp. You was fresh, yo. Right. And then when you did get a couple of dollars to put them in the cleaners, yo, you was the man. Yo, like damn, yo, <laughs> your Jordashes and your Sassoons got a crease going straight down them. Right. But you wouldn't dare be caught with a crease and some Sassoons and some Jordashes now, Sassoons, though, yo. Sassoons. <laughs> I know I'm telling my age right now, you know, so a lot of people so don't know good. what nah. the Jordash and the Sassoons are and the Calvin Klein. So, but yo, yo, OG my Bobby man, Johnson, yo, baby. Yo, my man L said it the best. I don't want nobody named on my behind. Right. But we did, yo. <laughs> he wore Calvin Klein. Yeah, absolutely. Because you was the man with the Calvin Klein's and the BBD shirt, yo. That silk Ooh, shirt. Right. Oh, what? Oh, man. Nike always held us down. So I did all of that, you know, and then, you know, times got tough. When times got tough, yo, you just gotta, you just gotta go with the flow. I leave it as you just gotta go with the flow. Survival is a must. You gotta survive. That's that's in, that's inherent in all of us. We do what we gotta do to survive, and that's what we see with a lot of these kids out here in the street right now that we take for granted, think that they're just doing certain things, but these kids just really trying to survive, and we need to show them a better way that you don't have to survive that way. Right. I've been through it. I know what it looked like. I know what it's like not to have. Electricity, heat in the house, open up that stove so that the heat can come out. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Run that extension cord next door to your neighbor. Let me get a couple slices of bread. You know, you got any Kool-Aid, I got some sugar. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So all of that. So I've been through all of that. And and then what we fail to realize is that a lot of these kids still are going through that. Yeah. You know, we the whole thing where we say, yo, you can't forget where you came from. But so many of us do. Right. We get to a certain point in our life and we don't want to look back because the tragedy of it all, it's like, yo, it's horrifying. We never want to go back to that life. Never want to endure that. Or think never about want to it. endure that, yo, because now, yo, think about it. If you if you didn't get paid for a couple weeks, yo, you would be in straight panic mode. Right. How I'm going to pay my mortgage? How I'm going to feed my kids? But you got to think these kids out here living like that right now. Mm-hmm. People grew up living like that, not knowing where it was going to come from. That's where, that's why you lost the financial literacy of a lot of mm. people in the neighborhoods mm. because of that. Right. And you know, everybody talk about the sports players and this and that. Oh, they got these millions. They got that. They dumb for doing this and they dumb for that doing that. But we know where the best athletes come from. Absolutely. We know because it's bread in you to own. You got to try to find a way to get about the neighborhood. Absolutely. And if you can shoot, you can dribble, you can throw a ball, 
Yo, that shit way up out of here. Yep. We never talk about education, though. Right. You know what I mean? It ain't cool to be the smart. But really, that's the whole mental slavery mentality, yo. Yep. They don't want you to be smart. They don't want you to be smart. Because what's, what's more dangerous, yo? An educated man or a sports player. Right. Because <clears throat> yeah, they, they, they don't have a voice. Nah. They think they, they do, but they don't. Yo, that sports player can break his arm, ain't finished college, getting paid $2 million, but he got to go pay somebody to fix himself. Right. But think if he was educated and knew about that, he know what it takes to fix himself. Our ancestors knew the whole holistic approach. They knew that. Mm. They knew what herbs, what things that you could take from, from, from the earth to heal your ills. And nowadays, you know, we depend on their medicine. Percocets. <laughs> Oxy. Oxy. Right. You know, Xanax, all, all of that. You know what I mean? Chemicals. Mm. You know, and, that, and, and that stuff all they're doing is just, just messing up the mind. All you got to do is ride through the neighborhood. Ride through Lexington Market. Lexington Market ain't never used to look like that, yo. That was, yo, we was at Lexington Market every weekend as kids. They never looked like that. How I used to look back in the day? Oh, man, Lexington Market, yo, you go down there, you get every, it was a show enough, like the meatpacking district. You go around yeah. the world, get all kind of food. Whatever you wanted, yo. Yeah, all nationalities there. Spanish, everything. Everything, yo. Way around the you world. got to taste everything, and back then, everybody would try everything. You know what I'm saying? So you came up knowing what this was, knowing what that was. Now these kids nowadays, they didn't put it like, oh, we got to take that from them. That's what they know. Five wings and fries, oodles and noodles. Mm. Yeah, they don't even know what guacamole is. What? Guacamole? What is that a word? Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Is that a word? (laughs) Is that French? I had a young girl. I I told her, I said, hey, um, do you think you have chlamydia or gonorrhea? She said, well, what is that? I said, well, so let me ask you this. You think you burning? She said, oh, yeah, I'm burning. Mm. Dang. Dang. But the education ain't there for them. So we got we to gotta do better. You know, the whole, the whole premise is of, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this for the city. We're going to do that for the city. Yo, it's time. It's, it's been time to put up. It's been time to put up. Enough Things talking. ain't going to change, yo, if we don't, if we don't put up. Right. Word is born like it ain't, it's, it's never going to change if we don't put up. The problem is we know what to do and we know how to do it right. We just ain't doing it. Mm. We letting money and politics overshadow everything that we need to know how to do. And that's the problem. Politics in the school. They took religion out of school and look what happened. You know? Jeez. I believe God is first in everything. Everything. Amen. Allow a walk bar for me. Mm. But most don't want to believe that. They don't want to hear that. Most don't find religion until they go to prison. <sighs> going to prison shouldn't be the way that you find religion. Mm. It shouldn't be. Going to prison shouldn't be the way that you learn how to clean your house. You learn how to clean your bathroom. Or read. Going down a book in every day, it's like going into the gully of the slave ship. Because here you have all these men walking around in prison yelling and screaming at the women, the female correctional officers. So what do those female correctional officers do in the same term? When they come home, they talk to the men like that. So the masculinity of the man is being taken away from us. Mm. I mean, young, I mean, think about it, yo. The dudes walking around now with their pants hanging off their ass, you can see their ass. 
Can I say ass? Okay, all right. Yeah, and you know they 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 showing their ass, right? But the young girls liking that. It's so crazy. look at the masculine. So you have the women attracted to the man showing his ass out there in the streets now, and the man walking around. So we letting society dictate what's male and female to us, what's good and what's not. But we know what's good and what's not. We ain't never walk around. Without pants hanging off our ass. You ain't never walk around showing your underwear. Right. Like, who wants to see your underwear? The only thing they ever told us, like, if you ever been in an accident, make sure you got on clean drawers. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, but nowadays it's like, yo, you ain't got to have on clean drawers. Disgusting. But nobody challenges you. Everybody looks at it as and say, ain't my problem. Ain't my child. They don't listen. But if we don't step up in the midst of all of this and start saying, yo, it ain't about it being your child. This is somebody else's child. And this information might not have been given to them. Right. So you can never know until you share it with them. Absolutely. And in that way, that person can never say that no one has ever told them the right way to do something. And that's what we, that's what we like. And we need to get back to saying that. We need to stop being afraid about the next human being. I'm out there every day. I don't have no fear of the next man. Because Allah is my savior. He's my sure shield, my protector. I don't have no fear of no next man. So if I see a kid, young adult, hey, hey homie, put your pants up, yo. Oh, my bad. I, I ain't your bad, yo. Just pull your pants up. Don't apologize. All right, just pull your pants up. Don't offer an apology. Because if you did something, yo, you meant to do it. Right. Don't apologize for it, yo. Yeah, don't apologize. If, yo, if you slap me in my face, guess what? I can't come back and say, hey, yo, I apologize for slapping you, yo. You were like, okay. Where, did, where does that get you? Nah, yo, you meant to slap me in the face. So why am I apologizing for it? And that's what we don't have. We don't have the onus in society anymore where people take responsibility for the things that they do. So I know I'm, you know, going off on the the childhood. The childhood thing is 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 rough because I lost a lot of I lost I lost a lot of friends and lost a lot of family. Drugs in this city took a hold and it forced me to have to leave. And I left. Went in the military, did my time in the military. How many years and what branch? Mm. I did a total of nine. Mm. Total of nine. Um, but I'm telling you, I met some of the best dudes in the military. We stay in contact right now. Mm. That's dope. And the, But the crazy part is, yo, is how we all connected. White, black, Dominican, Cuban, Puerto Rican, everything, yo. Everybody shares the same story. Yeah. Everybody shares the same story. Everybody, the same story as yo. I just want better for my family. That's it. And if we all came together and realized that, yo, that we all family, just think how better we could be. Right. We all family. You know what I mean? Ain't no such thing, yo, if I, yo, if I get cut, I'm a bleed green blood. I'm a green, I'm a, I'm a bleed blue blood. I'm a bleed orange blood. Nah, yo, your blood gonna be blue. I be red, yo. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be red. Cause we all like we all got five, ten fingers, ten toes, hair on our heads, hair on our face. Some don't have hair on their heads, but 
You know, it's all good. It's all good. Clean, clean it up. You know, I'm like, shout out my man D over there. You know, <laughs> bold, bold know. Sexy, right, baby. Right. Yeah. right. You know, but I'm saying, but that just goes to show there is no difference in us. There Amazing. is no difference, and we and we keep putting the difference on us, and and from by putting that difference on us, yo, is that is that that's how systemic racism continues to grow and it never dies. Ah, say it again, absolutely, yeah. it never dies. And until we recognize that, you know, nothing is going to change. Everybody wants to be the first for everything, but the Bible said the first shall be last. Mm. So. Mm. I don't want to be the first. No, humility. Yeah. I don't want to. Let me be the last. Absolutely. Let me see everything that y'all done put forward in there so I can know not what to do. Bingo. So that's how that's how I rolled, man. How was your mindset prior to the military? And how was it during and after you left? Did it make you better? Did you see life different? Nah, the military didn't make me better. Law made me better. Mm. Okay. That was my journey. Preach. You know? Um, How was that journey for you? That journey was one of those things where, like, in the African American community, and my man, um, my man is super, um, super producer back there with the with the with the fire beats. Triple C, probably, C Triple C, he, yeah, yeah, Triple C. He probably can attest to this. You know, back when we were growing up, yo, you had three photos in your family's house. You remember what them photos were? Picture Jesus, picture Jesus, John F. Kennedy. Kennedy. And, Mal- and Martin Luther King, <laughs> <laughs> those were your messiahs, right? Those were your messiahs. Like, They're the three kings, man. Yo, three kings. That was the savior of black people. Boy. Yes, it was. Oh, don't you say nothing about blue-eyed Jesus, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the savior of black people. Mm. And I used to always ask, like, well, if y'all keep preaching that Jesus looks like us, or we look like Jesus, why his eyes blue? Why his hair straight? And they were like, boy, see, that's what's wrong with you. got the devil in you. You, you, you can't ask that question. Stop mm-hmm. questioning everything. Stop questioning that. I'm like, well, that's what my mind is for. I want to know. Like, because right. I don't look like that. Right. My hair don't look like that. Because grandma, you always talking about like, babe, you need to go brush your hair. It don't look like that man on that picture ever brushed his hair. Mm. And so from there, I started taking notice of certain things. You know, the, you know, Bilal Phillips talks about the true religion, all right? And the true religion talks about you only born into the religion that you're in because of your family. And it's up to you to seek the true religion. And for me, it's Islam. That was the true religion for me. It should be for a lot of people, but we're not going to go down that road right now, you know? We're not going to go down that road because there's a whole lot of controversy behind it. A lot of people <laughs> yeah. dispute this and dispute that. But for me... How was, how was that for you... How was you introduced to that? Being introduced to Islam, going up down the avenue, right? You had sex, money, drugs, and murder. 24-7. Mm. Couldn't escape it. And then all of a sudden, you seen the brothers coming through, like, you know, like the movie Malcolm X, when Denzel Washington came out there with the brothers in formation, mm. with the suits and everything going. It was like, yo, to put the finger up in the air and dropped it. And everybody listened to obey. They stood on the corners, yo. We had two brothers per corner going up in a full block distance. And guess what happened? Nobody sold nothing. Nobody sold nothing, yo. No, it was no drugs. It was no no murders. It was nobody tricking. It was nothing. 
And everybody was like, yo, how these dudes in suits possess such power and ain't got no strap, ain't got no tool, ain't banging nothing. Mm. It was just a matter of respect. But then, you know, things changed because, you know, the devil don't never want to see, you know, peace and unity in the neighborhood. Absolutely not. So, of course, they had the nation of Islam to leave. And when they left, it went right back to the same thing. So my curiosity was always like, yo, well, how could they do that? How would they come around? Things get shut down. And the ignorance on a lot of us growing up, and I see the adults because we was born into Christianity. You know, you were Southern Baptist, you know. It's like, hey, you don't know what that Allah is. Don't go worshiping no Allah. Mm. But not realizing it just it's Arabic. Because we wasn't as we weren't we weren't educated, educated. on Arabic. That's you know the ignorance. Saying? Yeah, that's the ignorance of it. Right. Now knowing that in Arabic, Allah means God, mm. right? The difference is, is that we don't put Jesus Christ before God. Mm. So when I started inquiring about that, you know, oh, see, I told you something was wrong with that boy. That boy just hard headed. He ain't gonna listen. He just out here wanna do whatever it is that he wanna do. But I sought the knowledge. And when I got into the military, I read the Bible from front to back several times. And I'm telling you now, if they ever made it, like I told you last time, yo, if they ever made the book of Revelations a horror flick, that would be the scariest movie ever that was that was ever made. Mm. The scariest movie they ever made. And then I ran into a brother from New York, my man Dante, I never forget, from Brooklyn. He was like, yo, and I, we got to talk, and he was like, yo, you I'm treat you like you my little brother. You don't have no brothers to you. I said, nah, I got a little brother. He said, well, I'm, I'm going to be your big brother. And in my first book that he gave me was the Fifth Council, Fifth Council of the Sea of how Constantine, seeing how powerful the Bible was, and changed it. And here came the King James Version. So from there, I started reading, getting questions to it. And then I had a supervisor, my sergeant. It was a black dude, Christian, pastor, deacon, mm. reverend, all that. All that. Man, but this dude was the most hateful, envious person I had ever met in my life. So much so that my supervisors put me in charge of him. Mm. And he hated that. And I said to him, I said, man, how can you be a man of God? And you hold so much hate and animosity in your soul. Mm. He just looked at me. And from that point on, he never spoke to me again. So God has a way. Allah has a way of moving things out your life that shouldn't be in your life. Mm. So that was removed from my life. And from there, I started doing my own studying. But you can't study Islam by yourself. You have to have a mom. I didn't have one while I was in Germany. You didn't have a, a what? An imam. Okay. Mm -hmm. Imam. So, yes. Gotcha. So in Germany, I didn't have one. My, my guy wound up, it's called ETS. I mean, he got out of the service. He wound up going back to the state, so I ain't had no more con you know, conversation with him. And it was funny because, you know, we grew up from our parents from down south. And what was the biggest thing that you had for breakfast? Grits, eggs, and what? Bacon. Pork bacon. All day. All day long. Eat yo. the skin oh, off my pig's ass. Gracious, man. <laughs> from the rooter to the tutor. That's right. what they used to say, yo. And then one day, I went to sick call. And I was like, man, I don't know what's going on with me. He was like, man, what do you eat? The, the, the nurse. It's like, what are you eating for breakfast? And I said, man, I'm eating this and I'm eating all this bacon because we don't know the next time we're going to eat when we're in the field. He was like, yo, it's the pork. Mm. That's caused you to feel this way. 
I'm like, are you serious? So the last time I consumed any swine was 1992. Mm. That was it. That was it for me. That's all it took. But a lot said there are signs for those of, those people of faith. And that was my sign. And then my journey just progressed as I went on. Wow. So, so speaking of your journey, I know you traveled all over the world. What made you come back home? Well, I was young, wild, fast, and street. I, you know, you know, the girls was the girls was something else. You right. Know? When you had money, you had the Dookie ropes. You know, you had the three hundred Z's. You had the little Madonna. You had the pages. Me and my homeboy shared a pager. You know what I mean? This is after so, the military. Yeah, this is before. I'm this is before after the military. Nah, so this is before. Okay. So the transition was I had a, you know, I had a hot girl. You know, the bamboo earrings, mm-hmm. at least two pair. Mm-hmm. You know, Fendi Fit. tag with a bad attitude. Yo, I'm saying that's all it takes to get him back in a good mood. Oh, yo, said that best. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to him. Yeah, so that's what happened. You know, I shot my shot, and then I produced the seed. So you came back home and did that. Yeah, so I came back home because I said, you know what? I don't want my daughter to grow up without her parents like me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I came home. I took my daughter. I took my daughter from my mother. Um, and it was what it was. And then you joined the job. Me. Nah, yo. When you doing the job? <laughs> I ain't never want to join this job, yo. Tell me, tell me about the job. Tell me about the job. I'm going to get to the job, brother. I ain't never want to join the job. Yo, I, I, was, I was a teacher. I worked for the damn post office. Wow. But then mm. I needed life. I needed health. I needed health care, yo. <laughs> I need the whole package. The whole package. Yo, I needed health care, yo. So while I was away in Texas in Fort Hood, I had already applied. And they called. My grandmother called me like, baby. She said, they called. I'm like, who? And she was like, you know them boys. No, that's, that's, that's how you was raised, you know what right. I'm saying? Your mm-hmm. My grandma that. was like, yo, them boys called. I'm them like, boys called. I'm like, for real? She was like, yeah. They say, call as soon as you come back. You got the job. I'm like, damn. Mm. So I called when I got back. Let me ask and, you, did you apply anywhere else? Nah, my the other job that um, I had applied for, because in, in, in the military, I did communications. So the other job I applied for had landed me a job in Arlington, Virginia. Okay. Um, doing fiber optics. And the reason why I didn't take that job because I couldn't, I didn't know how to manage being a single father with a three-year-old. I can imagine. Moving to Virginia by myself. Right. Working those hours and trying to raise Your children. Right. Yeah, you know, so I'm like, nah, I can't do that. My, my family's like, well, just leave her here. Like, nah, I can't do that. I'm a man. I'm take care of my seed. So where I go, she go. Right. So that's why I didn't, I didn't take that job. And then when they called, I took it. I was scared to death. Truth be told, I was scared to death to take this job. Even though you just came out of the military? Yeah, I was scared to death to take this job. Wow. Why? Grew up down Emerson Avenue. You know what it was. Wow. You, don't come from the, you don't come from the avenue, you become the law. You don't. So when it happened, I called my OG. Um, he's not here no more. And. My other two brothers, I said, yo, I got to sit, sit down and tell y'all something. They was like, what's up? So yo, I took a job. They was like, oh, all right, you got a job. I'm okay. Like, yo, you ain't doing the post office no more. I'm like, nah, yo. They was like, well, what you going to do? And I was like, yo, I'm ready to become the law. They was like, yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, nah, fam. I'm like, yo, I'm dead serious. They was like, yo, we ain't fucking with you no more, yo. You know how it go. What? 
I'm like, damn. I'm like, yo, it is what it is. I said, I got a seat. I got to take care of. They bust out laughing. It's like, yo, y'all mad, yo. You know how, we know you a hundred. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to be no different. Mm. You stand up guy, and it's, it is what it is. You got to take care of your kid. We get it. So whatever you need, we got you. That's real love. And that's how I went down. I ain't telling nobody in my family. I told them dudes. So I went through the academy the whole six months, and nobody in my family knew what I did. Wow. Wow. I would wash all my clothes in the washing machine late at night all together. Wow. My khaki pants, yo, <laughs> they, they came out blue. Wow. <laughs> so when I would go to the academy in the morning, they were like, hey, man, why, why your pants got that blue tint to it? I'm like, man, y'all gave me some defective pants. Right. They was like, nah, it can't be. Nobody else's pants looks like that. Why your shoes ain't never tied? Mm. I was like, man, I, they, they hurt my feet. That was how rebellious I was because I didn't want to do it. But I knew I had to do it. So right. I had those patent leather chlorofam shoes that was a size nine. I wore nine and a half. So imagine eight hours in a cat even. So most of the time I would sit at the table and take my shoes off at the seat. Dogs is barking. Because my feet was hurting. Absolutely. And they was like, yo, you just hard-headed. And I never forget, one of the instructors told me, he was like, yo, why don't you just quit? Mm. I said, why should I do that? He said, because you ain't going to make it. I said, for real? He was like, nah, you ain't going to make it. I seen your type before. Mm. I'm like, yeah, he said, you probably was the one that stole my car. I said, what kind of car was it? Wow. <laughs> he said, what kind of car was it? I asked him what kind of car it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He real disrespectful. Yo, that's how they were, yo. And I said he was like, yeah, it was this car. I said, yeah, I did steal that car. Right. I said, I did. I said, did they find it crashed up? He was like, yeah. I said, well, it wasn't me because I know how to drive. Mm. And so forth. So I went through, and then they found out I was in the military. I never told nobody. I ain't telling me telling people nothing in there. Right. He had all these. Want to be gun hole Marines, gun yeah. hole Navy. Uh-huh. Want to yell this and want to yell that and right. say this and say that. Like, yo, y'all ain't about that life. Stop it. Yeah. Y'all ain't all. about that life, yo. They couldn't call a cadence. Couldn't march from left to right, right to left. Mm. But my squad leader knew who I was. My man, he was from Philly. He was like, yo, you bringing the smoke to us, yo. Like, yo, you got to call cadence, yo, because you don't only want to hear that pants are blue. I'm like, all right, man. Once I started calling Cadence, they was like, how you know that? But I was always told, yo, you never tell anybody everything that you know. That, what? Say that again. So I just kept that to me and then just moved forward. And it was funny because when they came and they brought all the drugs on the table, right? <laughs> I sat back in my seat in the back of the classroom. They was like, everybody was up in the seats looking like, ooh, wow, yeah, that, this is what this is. And they was like, you, come on up here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As you know what this is? I said, no, sir, I surely don't. As you never seen this, no, sir, I surely don't. That's why you need to be up here so you can know what this. I'm like, man, I'm saying to myself, like, yo, you know how I mean red tops, yellow, pink, purple, green, blue, Ziploc bags, bags of this, <laughs> yellow. <laughs> I just like, all right, man. Right. Something from the avenue. I never told nobody. Never told nobody. Because I always thought that it was going to come back. Right. Wow. Who knows? Even at this conversation in May. I, but at this point in my life, I don't have them to hide. Absolutely. It won't I don't have them to hide. And, and the whole thing is that, yo, I, I lived a good life. I made it out the avenue. I'd have been to Africa. Mm. I've been to the motherland. 
I mean, people from my neighborhood can say they've been in Africa. Yeah, let's talk about your travels. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been everywhere. I'd have been everywhere. I'd have. It's not probably. It's not one state in this country. Yes, it has. There's a couple: North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, um, Nebraska, um, places like that. I never been. All the rest of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've been out and worked in all of them um, overseas. Worked with some of the foreign partners. Um, just things that just unbelievable that I thought that I couldn't fathom. I never seen, I could never see that far. So I always, I always kept, as I had, as my son got older, my daughter got older, I always tell him, I said, stop looking at the glove compartment. Look down the street. Mm. Look further down. Mm. Don't cut wow. your vision and your thoughts off right there at the glove compartment because it's right there in front of you. But look down the street. Because as a kid, you know, I never looked down the street. I just looked at the glove compartment. Mm. But things started manifesting and started happening. And I was like, wow, this is what this is like. And when I went to Africa, that was the most humbling experience that I could ever imagine. Which which part? Uh, Uganda. He was in the hood. So I was in Uganda. <laughs> I was in Kenya. Um, Uganda, Uganda is rough. Uganda still, parts of Uganda can still remind you of a third world country where it wasn't still running water. Um, people still living in shacks. Mm. And it's people that look like us, yo. Right. And you sitting there looking like, like man, like this is the 20th century. How we still, how they still don't have running water? You got cars, you got planes that's flying everywhere. This trip to get over here, but these people don't have running water. The basics. The basics. Mm. But the good part was, was that they looked at me and it was like, yo, you're my American brother. Mm. Wow. And with the Maasai, they was like, it was so funny. The dude pulled out a cell phone in the middle of the Maasai reservation. He was like, give me your phone number. I said, man, how your phone working? <laughs> Ain't no cell towers out here. I said, there's lions and cheetahs and leopards and everything. Right. He said, oh, you don't have the coverage I have. Mm. <laughs> but it was real No doubt It was it was real You know so seeing that And then giving back I met We met some young kids At a um, soccer field That we were sponsoring Part of the time That we was there And it was so humbling Because We know what it takes That we try to do For how we try to Educate our kids You know what I'm saying And we put try to put them In the best schools We try to do this We try to give them this We try to give them Every and everything any and everything that they want and they need. But here, this little kid from Kenya, yo, she spoke five languages. She was only 10. Mm. Wow. She was translating for the other kids. Wow. And she was a survivor. And I'm sitting there looking at her like, yo, you got you got Americans that can't even speak English. Gosh. Shit, I'm 38 and I'm still trying to get through English. You already know. <laughs> I, <be pissed. laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Why? My so, Spanglish yeah. is impeccable though You know what right? I'm saying <laughs> you Right know, you, you, are, you already know <laughs> <laughs> So You know it was just It was just humbling to see Like How far we are advanced in this country But how far we still are behind Right 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 Because those kids was walking 10 miles to school every day 5 miles there 5, five miles, miles back. back On dirt roads With no shoes but still in uniform. Mm. He was smiling. Can you imagine you tell your son or daughter, you got to walk five miles to school with no shoes on today. Daddy, I'm calling the police. That's that's child neglect. Right. How I'm dare not walking, you? Yeah, I'm not walking no school. You're going to take me. Right. The bus going to come pick me up. Mm. 
But those are the things, the luxuries that we take for granted. So going there, so humbling to see how people actually live and to see that this is the birthplace of humanity. Mm. The birthplace of humanity, you know, like, it's, you will never know what it's like until you go there until you're actually able to see a lion raw in the wild. That shit is horrific. I bet. No cage, no nothing. No cage, no nothing. Just walking around, chilling. Just walking around, looking at you like, yo, this is my home, homeboy. Yeah, you ain't got to worry about that, bro. <laughs> what, what you going to do? I'm bullying. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to watch you from the window. Yeah. <laughs> even, and even in Uganda, but to see how, how prideful the people are. My supervisor's over there now. He's back in Kenya. Um, he was like, yo, whenever you want to come back, just come. I'm here for the next nine years. Damn. Nine years. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. For work? Like for, nine years over there? Yeah, for work. Doing yeah. work? Yeah. Wow. And to be over there, you know, we were over there for six, almost almost 45 days. A total of 45 days. And everything that I took with me, I left it. All the clothes. It's for them. T-shirts. Right. I wow. left. And the people were so humble, and, and, and nothing separates them from us. Um. He had a he had a young lady that actually worked for him that had a master's degree. Mm. But Al Shabab blew up their school. Wow. So this lady didn't have a job. So she became the person that took care of his house. I'm not gonna say a servant or a caretaker, but this was a this lady had a master's degree. Right. No. She yeah. just lost her job because, you know, terrorism. For, yeah. Took the school. And this, she was so humble, and she was like, well, I can wash your clothes. I'm like, I don't want you to wash my clothes. I can wash my own clothes. I wash my own clothes at home. Why am I going to come here? I'm not going to have you. So she got offended. That you said that. Yeah, she was like, I can wash your clothes. I'm like, I know you can, but I don't want you to. Right. He was like, yo, let her wash your clothes, man. It's all right. <laughs> right. So I let her wash the clothes. But I didn't, I never, after she washed and dried them, fold them up, I gave them to her and the security guard. Guy at the house. I mean, that guarded the gate because everything is is guarded. Because for Caucasians, it's rough because they kidnap them. Mm. They straight kidnap them. For us, they look at us like, "Oh, you our American brother. We ain't gonna kidnap you because ain't nobody gonna pay no ransom for you." But yeah. We know they gonna pay that ransom. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> said joke about that. Word. It's like, all that, love. That, that's real, right? That that's real. So you know, that's crazy. And when I gave them when I gave them the stuff, they was like, "Look," and this is this is this is the thing that resonated when they said, "Yo, we taking this back to our village, mm. to our village, yo. We don't even want to feed our neighbor. We don't want to help our neighbor out. We don't even want to cut our neighbor's grass. And you know they don't have a lawnmower, but you gonna sit back and be like, yo, look at their grass, and, and right, and talk bad about mm. it, talk bad about it. But here." You get a few shirts, you taking that whole all those shirts back to your village. To your village. So a lot of things that we take for granted that we've gotten away from, it's the core way of living, yo. We're supposed to help each other out. We are here on this earth to help each other out. No one is above no one else. Mm. But every day we walk around like we are. Right. I mean, even in our job, you know, I, I this job has afforded me all kind of things, all kind of things, traveling, teaching, meeting different people, 
But for the most part, for me, what it has allowed me was to give back that side of me that I felt that I took as a young man. And so my duty has been to give back. Those are those those are those demons that you fight with, you know, even as an adult. Like, yo, I gotta give back. I gotta give back. So it's no is 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 no fear when you go into the neighborhood where most people are like, yo, I can't go in there. You're like, yo, how you go in there? Yo, how you do these are my people. How was that when you first got out in the street? Did you think it did it take a minute for you to get adjusted? It it took a minute because I was wild. So when you know I I I I couldn't relate that I had on a uniform. D, I was like, yo, when a dude's like, yo, take your badge and your gun off. Right. I'm a I'm a whip your ass. Okay. Say no more. I don't use words. <laughs> Lock it up in the car. Right. Whip What's up? There you go. They were like, yo, this little young boy, wow, yo. And it wasn't to my man. You know, rest in peace, Brian Stevenson. Mm. Wow! Pulled up one night, was like, "Yo, what you doing, fam? You can't do that. Mm. You can't." I'm like, "What you mean I can't do that?" So yo, he said, "Gonna whip my ass." He was like, "Yo, yo, you the law, yo, you can't do that." <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, I'm great, we great fight." Mm. And even the citizens called back to the district that day, and Colonel Williams, who passed away now, pulled up, was like, "I know." None of my officers out here without that badge and gun on. And I was just putting it back on. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I was just putting it back on. No, yo. sir. <laughs> nah. Nah. But after that, the dude's neighborhood was like, oh, Shorty Thurl. Mm-hmm. Shorty Thurl. And from there, that's how, that's how I just carried it with everybody because I come from the streets. So I know what the streets are like. I know how to deal with the streets. Right. I know what it looks like. So when everybody running around to me, oh, yo, I get this, I did that. I'm like, yo, come on, man. None of that, none of that ever impressed me. Right. None of that impressed me. Like, yo, you locked up with somebody with a hundred pills. That's it. What you doing next? What is that doing for the block? Right. So what I did was, I said, yo, I got tired of chasing everybody around in the neighborhood. So the next day, I came to work. I went to city yard. Um, got me a bunch of brown trash bags. A bunch of brooms, a bunch of shovels. Went into the office, grabbed a box of flex cups, put the brooms, trash bags, shovels, flex cups in the car. I came out. I said, yo, we going to clean up the block. He was like, man, you gone crazy. I said, anybody don't clean up the block that's standing on the block, I'm locking you up for loitering. They's like, yo, you going to really do that? I'm like, hell yeah. I said, I'm tired of messing up my Tims. Mm. I was always buying a pair of black chuckles all the time because they was always getting I ain't like my, my chuckles scratched up, yo. I, I just got a thing for sneakers, you know, yo. Yeah, yeah. You know the fronts get scratched yeah, up quick. That's it. So I said, nah. And sure enough, we cleaned up the neighborhood. Mm. And the city wound up, for whatever reason, took notice. I was like, oh, why are you doing this? Like, why are you here? We don't need no news camera to see all that right. we take care of what we do. Nah, that's 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 not it. Right. Oh, this is this is this is where we work. We 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 live. People we live, live here. here. Yeah. And so that's and everybody, you know, you had your, you know, you had your people that would say, "Oh, this only going to last for a minute." I don't care if it lasts for a minute. Someone else is going to recognize and get out in the morning and start sweeping. And right. if it takes that one person to start sweeping. Guess what? Somebody else going to take a second guess before they throw that piece of paper down. They're like, "Oh." 
Yo, you know Miss Pearl gonna be out here. Yo, don't throw that down there. Yo, she gonna say something to you. Right. We got away from that. Right. Leading by example. And that's the community policing that we need. So many people now are afraid to engage their citizens, their right. fellow citizens, yo. Absolutely. And you is is nothing to be afraid of. Is 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 really not. It's really nothing to be afraid of. And everybody is afraid of everybody now. Right. You can't walk down the avenue without somebody like, yo, I ain't walking down the avenue, yo, something might happen. What's gonna happen? If they see you walking down the neighborhood, like, yo, that's the third dude that's gonna be walking down the neighborhood. Because yeah. no, the rest of them ain't gonna walk down the neighborhood. Right. So if we all start being thorough, guess what? We can stop some of this violence that's happening in the city. Absolutely. And that's what we need to do. We all need to become and get on one accord so we can we can stop some of this violence that's happening in this neighborhood. Baltimore don't still don't need to be the murder capital. No, for all you listeners out there, Baltimore is not like the wire. <laughs> that is fictional. Okay? That is Everybody fictional. Everybody think it's the wire. No, that is fictional. Okay, True. it's nothing like that. Right. That's TV. You don't come. You don't. You don't say. Oh, Bronx Tale was like like the Bronx. <laughs> you know, Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> you, you look how look how many mafia movies was played out, yo. Right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You don't say every Cuban from every Cuban from Cuba is like Scarface. Right. Come on now. So we just got to change the way we think and how we do things. You know? This is true. That's just my opinion. I, you know, I ain't gonna go on a tangent. You know, we got you know we got time. It's already ten thirty. You know, so I'm enjoying it. But you know, we can definitely do this again and get more in depth with certain things. And I believe it's it's a plan that we need to foment that we can get the city back into where it needs to be, and not just doing it by saying, "Okay, we can do this." Right. Or, I can do this. Or we Baltimore needs this. Or Baltimore needs that. Baltimore been needing a lot of things for a lot of years. Mm. And it's time to put up or shut up. All those politicians that's out there, if you listen, it's time to put up or shut up. I'm, yeah. I know, D, I know what you're saying. You, I feel you looking at me. But, <laughs> yo, <laughs> nah, nah, go we, 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 we got to, yo. We, we, we have to. We got to make every community, every, we got to make every neighborhood a community. Mm. Yes. Because the definition of community is everybody working to that same common goal. We can't have this side over here only working to this. We can't have this side only working for that. We can't have the trash being picked up in this area more than it is in this area. We can't have the street sweeper coming in this area but not going in this area. We can't have abandoned cars in this area but no abandoned cars in this area. Right. It needs to be the same Across the board. If we are here to for, enforce the laws, it can't be different because of a zip code that we live in. Mm. That's not the people's fault that they live in a certain zip code that they don't get the services that they definitely need. I agree. We need to change that. You know, we, we definitely need to change that. Every zip code should be mandated to get the same type of responses. Absolutely. Right? If Absolutely. this neighborhood can get the snow cleaned off their sidewalk in the street, well, why can't this neighborhood get the same thing? There's people over there that care about their neighborhood that still have to go to work. But we got to change that thinking. Mm. We got to change that thinking. And it's not all up to the politicians. It's up to the people in the neighborhoods to, to say, okay, I want better. And if I want better, I'm going to do better. 
And if those people that don't know how to do better, it's up to us in the neighborhoods to show them how to do better. Reach one, teach one. You know, if you see that kid out there and doing something, yo, don't be afraid. Every time I've talked to a kid, I've never been met with hostility. Mm. Never. I jumped out the car one day and pulled my belt off on some kids because they was making another little kid. They was, like, they was like, yo, that old man crazy. Yo, I was only like 34. They called me an old man. I said, but I'm going to whip y'all ass. <laughs> <laughs> and little boy that was getting banged, he ran. I probably, you know, he probably was like, man, that man saved my life. Mm. Had two little kids, 10 and 11 years old, argued over a female on a bus stop. The little girl was, was 10 also. He little boy pulled over. Everybody, all adults riding by. Adults on the bus stop just looking at him. And I stopped. I'm driving. I, what y'all arguing about? Man, he called my girl a bitch. Who's your girl? Her. How old is she? Man, we 10. Mm. Man, what you got? What you mean your girl? That ain't your girl. That's your friend. Right. And so I made both of them shake hands and talk it out. And they walked it off. But that's what we got to do, yo. Because we don't teach intervention. Conflict resolution. There you go. That's Bingo. the word I was looking for. Bingo. I got there you go, brother. my man. We don't teach conflict conflict resolution. Right. You know what I mean? We don't. That's why everybody running around yelling and screaming about this. Yelling and screaming about that. We, yeah, we talk about, oh, we were back in the day, we used to box, we used to fight. Yeah, we did. But guess what? At the end, your parents like, come in. Come in. Y'all shake up right, y'all shake hands right now and it's over with. Because the next time y'all do something, I'm taking my belt off from both of y'all. Absolutely. And the next parent was like, that's right, then I'm going to take my belt off. Those are the things that we got to get back to. I ain't saying, you know, put the belt on them, you know, because that was, you know, something that was brought from slavery, you know, just to beat someone into submission. Right. We ain't got to go back to those ways, but conversation is the key. It's just like a relationship. We all struggle. I mean, and, and we see how hard that could be in a relationship. I know I struggle that with that myself, mm-hmm. having conversation with your significant other. Right. right. So just imagine how hard it can be for the you to try to have a conversation that they ain't never been taught. Right. That's they what we got to work taught. on. That's what we got to work on. That's the foundation we got to get back to. Yeah. To to ideally see change and great change. That's the only way. I know, I know, you know, we've been talking about this phenomenal stuff, but me, me as a, um, you being the big bro, I just want to hear a good story, like a good police story. A good police story. Can I get a good police story? <laughs> he, got, he got too many of them. I know, but it's Take like. Take your time. Which, which one you want to say? I give you. I, I I got one as that I could talk about because son, that like, like when these like, listeners are listening, they can like, oh, I'm learning. Is 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 old, so I was tasked to take down these um these Virgin Island boys. You know, we thought they was Jamaican, but they weren't. They was from the Virgin Islands, and nobody had ever gotten into them because you know the Virgin Island dudes and Jamaican dudes. If you ain't from their circle, you ain't from their island. They ain't messing with they you. They ain't messing with yeah. you. Yeah. So I wound up getting a dude bumping him, you know, doing the thing that we were supposed to do. He was like, yo, you a thorough dude. I think the dude's going, I think they're going to rock with you. Because mm. he was work, trying to work off some time. Like, yeah, I mean, everything that you do. I'm right. like, oh, what? He was like, yeah. So he was like, yo, we got to go to this club. I'm like, all right. And the club is still here. Blue Caribbean, Park Heights. 
Mm. Right? One way in, one way out, metal detect at the front door. So my whole um, entire backup team was outside. So that meant I was on my own because nobody was going to be able to get in there and save me if something was going to happen, right? So I go in. I meet. I see the dudes. They in there, you know, you know, with any reggae club and, you know, everything. You know, you got them lights and, and – um. Triple C. Triple C. You got you got them horns, yo? Yeah. Burr, 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 burr. There you go. Yo. Yeah. You know how them things get the going, yo. Right. That's like and belly. That's like belly. Like belly, yo. Right. Then you got the you got the flashing lights and, and the, the strobe flames. lights, yo, and everything jumping off. You like, man, I can't see nothing. I can't hear nothing. Mm. They trying to call me on the phone, like, yo, you all right, you all right. I said, I I can't hear you, I'm hanging up. Right. So the dude take me over to the dude, and the dude was like, Yeah, boy, what you want, man? I said, you know, I'm just here. We just going here. We going to politic and see what's happening. You know, maybe we can make some business happen. If we can't, we can't. He was like, nah, man, me don't know you. I said, okay. All right, cool. I ain't pushed the issue. You know, most law enforcement, what are we going to do? Keep budging at him. Keep hey, budging at him, right? Hey, keep right. budging. Keep right. doing that jab You would keep doing that jab right. And the next thing you know, they were like, yo, them boys are fans or something. Get them out of here. Yeah. I said, okay. So I went to the bar, and they gave me $2,500 that night. So I went to the bar and I asked the dude, I said, yo, I said, how much is it to buy the bar tonight? He was like, what? Like, yeah, man, you know, nobody buys out the bar. I'm like, no, I'm going to buy out the bar tonight. He was like, oh, yeah, man. He said, he's, what did he say, like like 1700 or something. It wasn't, no, it wasn't a lot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I gave him the whole 2500 Bang. The triple C. Hit him, hit him with again. <laughs> all that, all that jumped off in the middle of the thing. They was like, "Yo, that was like the call of the." It was like the call of the wow, yo. Mm. <laughs> they was like, "Yo, my man just bought out the bar, drinks on that, the drinks on yo, come on now." And everything started jumping off. And the next thing you know, the dude come over. He was like, "Yo, man," he said, "You did that." I said, "Did what?" He said, "You bought out the bar." I said. I said, yeah, I said, because I'm great leave. I said, well, I want to show the people, I want to show my appreciation. Right. He's like, here's my number, call me tomorrow. Mm, wow. Just straight, that. Straight like that. That That's simple gesture. That simple gesture. He appreciation. Right. He was like, yo, them boys don't do that. Them boys don't buy no bar. Nope. Them boys ain't going to spend no money like that. Nope. And when I went to go meet them the next day, the roster pulled up. I pulled up in them, not far from where we are. Dude came out the house. I'll never forget. I had a um, a nice a nice big luxury truck. Dude come out the house getting the truck. He had me a half a he had me a half a bird, mm. and his daughter's pajamas. She wore a onesie, right? She had it was, it was a onesie, wow. and then she was probably like like three months old. A half a bird inside the joint. Uh. So he's, I was, I'm looking at it. He was like, "Yeah, man, just straight off the brick, man. You know, don't don't worry about it, man. Go ahead, man." So we get back to the office. We weigh it. It's over half a bird. Mm. So I call him. I'm like, "Yo," I said, "Look here, man. I don't do no fronting." I said, "So I ain't trying to pay you back nothing extra." And he said, "No, man, no. It's more that where we come from, man. Mm. More that where they come from. So you gonna become a regular customer." Mm. I became a regular customer. And then after I became the regular customer, there was nothing they wouldn't do. Wow. That's crazy. Nothing they wouldn't do. And we finally took them off. They was like, they never knew. 
They couldn't believe it came from you. No, they never knew it was me. They wow. thought it was somebody else. That's fire. Yeah. Even the dude down in the even the dirty the dirty dude down in Atlanta. We worked we worked Joe and he was, you know, he was he was under the, the bad persuasion on the law enforcement side. And he used to pull up in his his patrol car all the time, you know, following us to drop the loads. I said, yo, let me dry your whip. <laughs> he was like, what? Right. I said, let me dry your whip. He said, you want to drive the police car? I'm like, yes, I'm always riding in the back seat. <laughs> so let me drive it around the parking lot real quick. The lights yeah. are siren on. He was like, come on, yo. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, man. He was like, all right. I'm like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Mm. He's like, but I would have let you drove it, yo. So the next time when it came for me, time for him to pay him, he pulled up in his truck. His truck was dirty, right? He had one of them new Tahoes with the big wheels on it down in Atlanta. I'll tell you about about, about mm. old boy in there. Right. He said, I said, yo, I ain't paying you today. He said, what you mean? I said, yo, your truck dirty. <laughs> He said, for he looked real? looked at you like you was crazy. I said, yeah. I said, yo, I'll see you tomorrow. You better come back tomorrow, but your truck better be clean. He came back the next day. The truck was clean. Mm. I paid him. So when we took him off, they did the six-pack like we normally do, right? Mm-hmm. They said, pick out the dudes you was dealing with. My picture was one of the photos of the six-pack. Wow. He wouldn't pick me out. He wouldn't pick you out. He wouldn't pick me. He said, wow. nah, I wasn't dealing with nobody on here. What? You was in deep. Whew. You but, was in deep. That's crazy. That's give crazy. It out. Wouldn't give it out. Wow. But it's all about, you know, building those false relationships with people. Right. That, you know, help you to get to the end of the case. Mm. Some of them dudes you actually become friends with. I had dudes call me like, yo, you ain't been down in a while. Everything I said, nah, I had some smoke up here. Yo, we come up there and handle that for you. Mm. And what we, and I say that to say that the, the, the lesson is that, the lesson in that is that we forget how to communicate. We forget how to communicate. And we forget, even though whether they might be bad or not, they still people, yo. They still human beings like us. And some of them have may have had some of the same upbringings that we had and they just couldn't get out of it. And don't make them a real Bad fucked people. up individual. Absolutely. And so once you realize that and they say the genuine in it, or they treat you different. But every time, you know, you gotta think how oftentimes we first thing we go we pull up on somebody, they guilty. Nah, yo. You don't know. I tell my family all the time, I say, yo, you don't know what it's like in law enforcement because we don't get calls that say, Hey, come get this turkey dinner. Come get this Easter dinner. Oh, well, I love you for this. I just only called you to come to my house because I want to say thank you. Mm. I said, we get you get called to go to somebody's situation to solve whatever problem they might be having. But then let's that's, that's not, not discount the problem that you might be having in your own life. Right. Right. On top of everything else. On top of everything else. So how are you human. Gonna, right. And it goes back to that whole cycle, circle of life. We all human, you know? We all go through things. So if you can't have some type of empathy in this field, this field ain't for you. Cause none of us, none of us were born law enforcement. Right. None of us were. None of us jumped out the jumped out the coochie with a gun and a badge on your shoulder and a patch on your thing saying, yo, 
I'm this what I'm gonna do. What's right. good? Right. Most ain't never held a gun in their life. Mm. Most ain't never pointed a gun at that and nobody in their life. And if they did, oh, it's a different aspect of it. Right. It's a different aspect. Most, yo, how many of us on this job been punched in the face? Not many. Not many. Not many. Not many. You know what I'm saying? Because you can tell You can tell the reactions <laughs> of you. You can know I mean? tell. They, yes. they know if they're dealing with a shark or not. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I want to test this. Yeah, one. Like, exactly. Yeah, let, me, exactly. let me think about that now. Right. Right. They go to you know the belt. I mean? They go to the belt. First thing you want to do, boom, boom, boom. Instead of instead of going to business. No. Dude, no, like, yo, when I'm off, I don't never had nothing with me. Word. I, grew, I grew up in the jungle. I you know never had nothing I with me. It's right. like, yo, why you don't have your thing with you? I don't need it. <laughs> See, I'm th- yo, thorough recognized thorough. All day. I ain't saying that I'm the toughest dude out there, but I'm gonna protect myself now. I'm good, right? Because at the end of the day, I told y'all who's my sure shield and protector. What? Mm-hmm. And if you forget it, yo, I tell you again, Allah is my sure shield and protector all day, all day, every day. So that's and how the, I live. And them dick beaters. Yeah, <laughs> you already you know. Already know. You already know. <laughs> you know. I so, ain't the toughest and baddest, but ain't hey. gotta be. I'm quite. I'm curious because you was deep in the game. Deep. What's the mindset dealing with? How how how'd you turn it on and off? And was it difficult for you at times to play that role and be dedicated to it? That's a phenomenal question because like when I'm on my way to work, I have to listen to a certain type of music. So for your situation, which is way deeper, like H just said, like what is that? It, it it wasn't. And the reason I think it wasn't for me is I came up in the streets. That was the difference. I knew what both sides looked like. I knew how to use the art of deception mm. to get what I needed. And Did you have to read a book or anything to get you in that mindset? Because so, it's different when you really got to play that role. So I, I, I read Sun Tzu. All right. I read Sun Tzu. I'm a student of Sun Tzu. Like I that was like I'm a student Sun of Sun Tzu. Like the art of war. Art of war. But growing up in a neighborhood, you always had a sick a sick sense. And that's why we have so many young people getting killed in the neighborhoods now because they don't have that sixth sense. You really don't think that? No. I remember one time I got no. jumped and I felt like something was about to happen. You so felt, you, but you ignored it. That's why you got jumped. Nah, I, I I That's no why you got jumped. No, 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 I had no way out. Like, you knew when the sticker boys was coming. No, you know what it was? My my cousin was like, yo, I need you to go to the store. And I was like, I don't want to. See? I had a feeling. See, right but there. But I went and did it for See, her. that's but what see, I'm telling you. Yeah, See? But yeah, what yeah, I'm you, saying, you ignored it. But what yeah, I'm saying is, do you really think, like, these kids are ignoring it? Yes. Or yes. They, f- they don't feel it? They They ignoring it. And they don't know what it's like because they, all of them are high now. Uh, Back when they we was young, we didn't we didn't we, we wasn't didn't do getting that. high like that. So you knew when the stick up boy was coming. You knew when somebody, when a dude on the block decided just like, oh he walked away. Oh shit, something great happened. Mm. Now you know this dude don't never walk away. Now when he leave, you see that you spot that. Paying attention. You paying attention. So we were we were born into that environment to be able to know and have that sixth sense. 
that sixth sense has been lost now because social media, everybody's talking about this, everybody's getting high, everybody's doing that. So for me, like, doing this job, it never was hard for me to turn it off. You know, you just got to go, every every six months you go get a psychological exam. You know, I always pass the psychological exam. You know, that was that was cool. And I used to play with them on the psychological exam. Like, you know, stop giving me the same goddamn questions. Because I, you know, <laughs> I know how to answer these questions right. and all that type of situation, but no, I, I asked when I, because when I was going through that job, uh-huh. I just became that person for that job. It's about knowing oneself. Gotcha. This shit is a job. That's it. This car ain't mine. This this rollie ain't mine. This hundred thousand in my pocket ain't mine. These drugs that I'm buying getting turned in. At the end of the day, this motherfucker going to jail. Right. Mm-hmm. I ain't the one that was like, yo, oh, I never seen a hundred thousand. I never seen these drugs. I never seen these guns. I never I tell my folks all the time, like, yo, I drove nice cars. Ain't the first time I drove a BMW. Ain't the first time I drove a Corvette. That shit is a car. I can drive whatever I want. Whenever I want. If I want to go buy it, I buy it. If I don't, I won't. But I knew somebody that might have had one. Like, yo, let me borrow the whip, yo. And I drove it. Right. I just you know, I get curious because I know it's different when you're on the streets and you ride for that person. So I get what you're we, saying. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's a yeah. deeper mindset that you gotta master to turn yeah. it off and on. It's, it's, to it's, make it believable. It's the to art play of deception. the role. It's the art of deception. Mm. You gotta you gotta master that. You gotta master it. And that's what that's what that's what even in his job, the art of deception. Getting things to conform the way that you want them to conform without the person that you're getting to conform to know that it conform how you want them to do. Mm. And that's what it is. So if I tell you, like, yo, H, yo, you doing that, you're going to get caught that way. If you keep doing that that way, you're going to get caught that way. But I'm going to give you another way to do it. And the way that I give you to do it is the way that I want you to do it. But it sounds good because ain't nobody ever told you that. But you doing what I said, and that's you falling right into the hands of law enforcement. He conformed. He conformed without even knowing it. Without even knowing it. It's all in your presentation. That's beautiful. That's it. We had some dudes in Miami. That's what I want. Come on. Bring and down. those dudes was um some heavy hitters. And they was move they was transporting a whole lot of stuff for us. So they came back to the office. I remember like it was yesterday, and I was responsible for paying him. So he came in with him, his brother, and their lookout was outside, right? So me and my other partner was inside the office. We had an office set up. I don't biscane. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We had a condo and all. Yo, yo, we like, yo, he's like Miami Vice. Yo, Lamborghini, Ferrari, okay, okay. Whole nine. Shut up, seriously? And the dude wow. comes in. He was like, yeah, I got to pay my people. I said, yo. I appreciate the work you did. I ain't getting you shit. Mm. They sat back in the chair. They was like, like what, what you mean you ain't giving us shit? Yo, y'all fucked up individuals. I ain't giving you shit. So they looking at each other like we looking at each other like, yo, what the fuck? I say, is there a problem? Right? They was like, damn, yo, but my people got to eat. I said, that ain't my problem that they got to eat. Tell them, going, you know, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Y'all work. They was <laughs> fucked up individuals. Right. So they sitting there now. They pondering on what their next move is. What they going to do. 
My partner looking at me like, yo, what the fuck is you, you doing? doing? You're right. But it was unscripted. Mm. That that whole part of deception because now my partner didn't know. So he got to look like, what the fuck? Yeah, you were shooting right. from the head. So now he's shook. Right. They looking at him because he's shook. They looking at me like, oh, this, this motherfucker's he's for real. out, right. I said, now nah, I'm just fucking with y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, oh, man. Oh, man. Right. Yo, you had us for a minute. I was like, here you go. And after that, the motherfucker called me. He's like, yo, we don't want to fuck with your boy, yo. We want to fuck with you all the time. Pull this card. Yep. They ain't want to fuck with my partner no more. Nope. He blew so he, it. He's like, yo, we don't fuck with him. Why? Why? How did he blow it again? I'm sorry. He showed it. He, he showed, showed he it by shook. being nervous. His facial expression gave it all away. Gave it all away. Gotcha. So there gave was like, away. bingo. Mm-hmm. Gave it all away. And I've been, I've been in situations where that has happened a bunch of times. A guy in New Jersey ordered some money. And he thought he was going to get over. And when he came, I told him, I said, yo. Where the dude that owe you that owes the money? He's like, what you mean? I said, you said the motherfucker didn't pay you. So because he didn't pay you, that's not he didn't give me my motherfucking money. And the dude was like, but huh? I said, so two things gonna happen. You gonna get fucked up, or you gonna take me to main man to give me my motherfucking money. Yo, that motherfucker was shook. Mm. <laughs> Even the case agent was like, what the fuck so, is huh? he doing? <laughs> right. But guess what happened? He got your money. He got our money. Right. And the motherfucker's like, yo, your man thorough, yo. Mm. It's just that how we got to do. Perfect, Triple C. You, anything on the West Coast? Oh, yeah. Everything on the West Coast was terrorism. Though. Really? Yeah. What? Not yeah. drugs? Yeah. Not weed? Listen, nah. d- do me a favor. Take that cap off there, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need another one. Pour a little bit more in there. Wait, wait, wait. I'm talking about like West Coast California. Like, yeah, yeah. Terrorism? Yeah. Yo, yeah, yo. It's everywhere. Teach me. Everywhere. The the, the last. Everybody thinks of the West Coast like sunny. Nah. Blondes. Nah. Porsches. Yo, it's there. Cribs. It's there. Blood. Is there all that? All but that's there. Terrorism? Yeah. You never hear terrorism come out of the West Coast. All, all of that's there. Um, I can't go too much into it. Of course. I understand. But um, it's real. I was in Compton um, in the hood. And how we move, I get dropped off. And when I get dropped off, those that, that it's just me. It's yeah. always just me. How is that for you? Like You just get dropped off. Have you I, ever been I to like Compton? It. That was my first time ever in Compton. Uh-huh. So I would typically what would happen is I would go out there two days two days prior and I would just drive around. Just get a feel for the just area. Just get a feel for it. Yep. Go in the spots, go eat, rap, go shopping, hang out, you know, walk around. Typical day in Compton. Typical day. You know, and then when I went, I had to um I had to go to prison. So I always laugh, I say, um, the motherfucker um the motherfucker couldn't get, government couldn't get me as a kid. <laughs> so they got me as an adult. So I just spent I don't know how many days in prison messing around with the government. But um, I went to prison and I met my target in prison. And then once I met him in prison, he invited me out. And um, there was a, a masjid in Compton that I went to. A what? A masjid. Uh-huh. So it was a masjid in Compton that I met him at, went there. Um, Can you describe to the audience what that what that means or what it 
Yeah. So for Christians, it's a church. Okay. It's a place of worship. Gotcha. You know, that you perform your five obligatory prayers that you have to do during the day. Mm. You know. So I went there um, with the target, and we became good friends. And the crazy part was he told me a lot about Islam. Mm. Wow. What the? Told me a lot about Islam. Yo, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. This love is crazy. It. He told me a lot about Islam. Um, <clears throat> and then, but it was during the time of Ramadan where I met a kid from, this kid was from um, Bangkok. But he wanted to kill all the infidels. Thailand. Mm. Y'all, y'all know what infidels are, right? All the non-believers. Non-believers. And we sitting there and um, we're talking. And he said, it's time for a jihad, holy war. And he wanted to kill all the infidels. And Your target? No, no, just some random dude. He wasn't even my target. What? No, he wasn't even my target. Just a random dude. And he was in there with you? Mm-hmm. And that, that just goes to say how, you know, we walk around and not knowing and we're oblivious to all the things that's happening in society mm. because we don't want to see what we need to see. Which is what? Everything. 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 Think about it. If it don't affect you, do you pay it any attention? Not nope. At all. Not at all. And I'm teaching my daughter that same shit. Not at all, yo. And, <sighs> wow. and that's that's America's weakness. This is amazing. So how did you feel knowing you got to build this report to target and just receiving information from somebody else out of nowhere? Shooting from the hip. I just went after both. It was no. I had a mission. Relayed the information and kept it moving. That was it. Yeah, it wasn't personal. It's that. Ne- it's never personal. I never. I never take it personal. This is what we got to do. So we got to do. Right. And but you got to add this one now. Yeah, got to add this one now. Right. Let me wrap the yo. Let me see what his mindset really is. If he's really about that life, and he was really about that life. Mm. Really about that life. So you befriended him too. Mm-hmm. And it just, I just, from there, you know, I just traveled across the, the country doing that. Damn. And teaching it. Teaching, yeah, how to do that. Yep. So would you say you specialized in doing that? I wouldn't say specialized. You know, every, that's that's a title. I don't, I don't operate off a of title. But you were great at what you did. I'm good. How about craft? Your craft, my trade craft, my my trade craft is good. Mm. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I ain't the best, never be. Have you ever come across somebody that's better than you? What's better? Nice mm. or somebody, somebody that's teached you how to move a certain way. Um, I would say yes every day, cause I learn every day. I pick up. Different things from different people every day that I can use in everyday life. If you're paying attention. If you're paying attention. Don't matter how small it is. You know what I mean? Don't matter how small it is. So I don't just say, okay, I'm the greatest in this. I'm the greatest in that. I'm the best that ever did this. I'm the best that ever did that. You'll never hear me say the, use the word goat. Never. Yeah, that gets thrown around too yeah. much. He's and, the goat. He's the goat. He's the goat. And I, never, I always told my kids, don't ever tell me you did your best. Never. Because guess what? You can always do better. What's your what's your favorite dish? My favorite dish? Yeah. 
see. Rice and beans with some chicken. Okay. Rice and beans with chicken. How many times have you prepared that? Myself? Yeah. Oh, numerous times. I'm a, always, I'm, I'm a monster in the kitchen. Does it always taste the same every time you do it? No. So how you ever did your best? You're right. Mm. Any given Sunday. Yep. That's how I look at it. You can always add, you can tweak that, and you can throw a little bit of that, you know, your whole bay leaf in there. Right. Change the whole perception Absolutely. of your thing. You know, a little bit of coconut milk. What? What? See? Piece of avocado with the salad. Don't Yo. talk to me like that. Yo, I'm nice in the kitchen too, brother. Okay. Right door, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I never said I did my best. That's awesome. Damn. Never. You say do better. Because if I create a dish, I'm going to elevate it to the next level. Right. If I elevate it to the next level, I'm like, damn, what if I do this now? Right. I can add something else to Ooh, it. Ooh, that's fire. Mm. You know? So I never said I did my best. Damn. So how much time you coming up on now? My ending? So the, the sun's about to set. Man, the sun is setting. Mm. It's setting. The sun, the sun is setting right now. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I feel great. Do you feel like you did what you accomplished? What you No, because I never wanted I never want to take everything or my life experiences. With me on my own. Yeah. God. That was deep. That was deep. So what what he's saying is. Yo like. How do we digest this thing? Yo. I'm lost for words. Yeah that was deep. Cut the mic off for like two minutes. We gotta digest this. That was deep. Hey yo. He's saying. With everything he has done. Right. That's is crazy. there still more? I, I I don't know. Yo. I know his mic is and in, you know what's crazy? Like flames right to now. everyone that's listening, like say that again. He's oh, being real he's being real modest. Yeah. There's a lot more he could talk about, but he can't. He can't. I'm sorry, there's a lot more he can shit. He will want to share, but he can't. He just can't. Because he's still active. We cut his mic off. He's so mad right now that he he can't even. I see mean, he's it. he's <laughs> no, he's, but like seriously, like he's got to cool off a little. I, I had I needed a break to let my brain. Yeah, because I want, it's too much. I had to process this thing. I wanted to indulge more, but it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like that's insane. Triple C still on the timeout. Yeah. Still talking about, still talking about. Triple C, you good, bro? Yeah, bro. That's 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 deep, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna have to get that damn book. Which one? Sun Tzu. Art of War. Yeah. yeah, that's on my table right now. I'll give it to you right now. Yeah. About to say, I got it in the um, in the garage. I got you. I never read it. <sighs> the Book of Five Rings, also, people. Yeah. Art of War, the Book of Five Rings, and um. It's several strategy books. What's the one from Jocko, Jocko Willink? Um, yeah. Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. Mm. It's been amazing. Are we are we counting down now the time we'll be able yeah. to come up? Okay. Yeah, we good. No, but I'm saying like that's too much to process. We good. We good? Yeah. We had to take a little time out to process yeah. everything you said because it's just like it's been crazy. That's the first time we've ever done that. 
man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, for me, life has been all kind of challenges. And one of the biggest things is that, you know, perseverance. Perseverance for me has been everything. No one can ever tell me what I can or can't do. Mm-hmm. No one is going to ever dictate my movements. I move differently. I don't want to conform. Because what is conforming? Because if we can, if you conform, is that the right way to do it? Just because that's what everybody else is doing? Right. Nah. It's always more, like your grandma used to tell you, baby, it's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. I ain't never skinned a cat, but I guess... A cat has nine lives, so I guess there is more than one way that you can do it. Right. So for me, that's just how that's how I look at life. So my brother, whatever happened with that West Coast story? Oh, so they they all got taken off. I know. Okay. <laughs> Say less. Okay, I get it. <laughs> no doubt. They all got taken off. It's yeah. one. It's one that you can look up. Um, this is the only one that really made the news because we operate under the news. It was um. It's a case in St. Louis, um, Kansas City, um, that I did. And it was sad because this goes to tell you how society is. This was a young kid. Um, his father was black. His mother was white. He joined the military. And in the military, the white folks didn't like him because he looked he was too dark. And the black folks didn't like him because he was too light. Mm. But we bleed the same color. But the thing was, he fed into the propaganda of what um, what terrorism was looking for. Wow. He mm. fed into it. So after, after he got put out of the military, he figured he wanted to um, contribute to jihad. And then he met me. So when he met me, you know, he talked about all the things he wanted to do, how he wanted to do this, how he wanted to do that. I said, okay, well, I'm going to test you. So every so often I would show up um, in um, Kansas City, um, Missouri, all, all that same, all that area right there. Mm-hmm. And I would tell him I would be driving through. And he was like, okay. I said, I need to meet you. And then once I would meet him, the last one of the last things we did was we they wanted to figure out how we can take this guy off, right, because he was perceived as a threat. I said, um, it's easy. I said, just, I got him. They was like, well, how are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know today, but let me go to sleep. I said, I had a plan for us tomorrow. He's like, we need to know because we need to cover everything. I said, don't worry. Everything will be covered. So all my bases was covered because you always got to give them out. You know, you can't just because it becomes entrapment if you don't give them out. So I met with him. I pulled up. And I talked to him and I said, yo, you know, you've been doing a lot of things. You want to do this. And so what I did was I whipped out my blade. And I grabbed him, like, put him in, like, in a chokehold. I put the knife to his neck. I said, I know where you live at. I said, I know you got two kids and a wife. I said, if I ever thought that you would try to go against the cars, I said, I'm going to slit your throat. And he believed me, right? I believed myself that day. Right. right, like I seriously, I was like, "Damn, I'm, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker." Yeah, you, you was on like, your I was John on, Rambo. Yeah, shit. I was on. Yeah, I was on my shit that day. Right. He was like, "Nah, brother, I'm with you." So I said, "If you with me, I said I'm gonna come see you tomorrow." So the next day, I came. I met with the the attorney, U.S. attorneys. I told him what I wanted to do. So I wrote down a list of 
everything that I needed him to get for bomb making materials, right? So I need you to go to the Home Depot. Get this. I couldn't give him no money because if I gave him the money, that means he didn't have the means so, to carry it out on his own. Right. I said, so this is what I need you to do. I said, when you get this stuff, I said, I need this napkin back. I said, don't come back without this napkin. So the U.S. attorney was like, well, what's going to be the purpose of the napkin? I said, because the napkin is evidence. He was like, really? I said, yeah, you'll see. He said, well, how are you going to get the napkin back? I said, don't worry, you'll see. So when I went to go meet him, you know, I had the AKs in the back of the truck, the pipe bombs, everything in the back of the truck. And he brought what he was supposed to be getting off the list. And I said, where's the, I said, where's the napkin? He said, right here. I said, give it to me. So when he gave it to me, I reached in my pocket like I was getting my lighter out. But I had another piece of paper in there. Mm. And I pulled out the lighter and the other piece of paper and I burnt it. He was like, see, that's why I mess with you. You make sure no evidence is left behind. But all along, I did a magic trick. <laughs> I had the damn napkin in my pocket. So when I got back, I gave him the napkin. They was like, you got the napkin back. He got everything that was on the napkin. Because all of his video, they can see the transaction and everything. So the next day, it came time for the takedown. So um, we have this unit that's like um, the Navy SEALs. So we they wanted to plan out how we was going to do it. And I said, no, this is how we're going to do it. So I'm I'm driving down this road. And they cut off the front of the truck that I'm driving. They come up from the rear. They cut me off in the back. And I'm, I'm only getting him focused on what's in front of me because I know they're coming from the rear. When they get out the rear, come from the rear, they throw flashbangs. Boom, 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 boom. And they snatch us out the truck. Put us in handcuffs, you know, just like, sure enough, right? Movie so shit. Yeah, so I'm telling dude, I'm like, yo, whatever you say, don't say nothing. I said, don't say nothing. I kept saying, you know, Allah Akbar. And he was too. But as soon as he got in that car, he said, that man a real terrorist. He was planning on blowing up this. He was planning on blowing up that. That's what he was going to do. He going to kill all of us. Well, he fo- folded like a beast. Yeah. Yo, talking about yeah, you. He like folded like that napkin. Yo. Damn. He folded like that napkin. Damn, Tweety Bird. So, That's took, crazy. He took him off because of he planned to do, carry out everything with me. Wow. He blamed everything on you. But that's why I said I never wanted to leave and take everything with me from the department. I always wanted to pass that knowledge on on how to maneuver and do certain things. And, you know, we get a lot of people that's not from here. So I always use the analogy of back in um, the Western times, you know, when colonialization was happening and they were rooting out the Indians, right? That was the first form of undercover work. Mm. Because the cavalry didn't know how to catch the Indians. So what did they have to do? Become them. Nah. They had to use other Indians to catch other Indians. Like Grandma said, you can never tell how far an Indian has walked until you walked in his moccasins. I miss that. White folks ain't never walking in Indian Indian moccasins. So they never knew. They got them with slick talk. Right. They never knew how to maneuver through all of that. Right. 
So you need someone that knows how to maneuver through this in order to get me to your objective. Always need an ally. Yeah. So Good or bad. That's that's how all that all that ever started. Mm. Mm. I need you to write that book. Brother. I swear to God, <laughs> I need no. you to write that book, brother. Because what you preaching, boy? We have we all listen. We have a lot of we have a huge following, and if you're not picking up what this man is putting down, yeah. If this is not gonna help you, don't get lost, baby. I'm sorry. I keep saying. What you teaching? I, right there, I was. What you wrong. teaching is what I learned where I work at. Yeah, like and I, that's deep. I'm an investigator. And I got that wrong. Mm. I got that wrong. What you just said. I mean, it's just. I mean, it's. It, it doesn't take a lot. It's because, as an investigators, we always look at what law enforcement wouldn't do when we investigating something. The first thing we say. And I ain't gonna do that that way, yo. That's the that's the dumbest way ever possible to do such and such, because you know you're gonna get caught that way. But that criminal ain't thinking that. No. So you have to put your mind in the mindset of that criminal. What is that criminal going to do? That criminal's gonna always double back because that's what he know. And if you're looking for him to go or her to go ten steps ahead, she really not. They going yo. It's, it's human nature. We always we always revert revert back to what we know. Mm. That's gonna never change, never. But we keep in law enforcement. We keep trying to make that change. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't because you ain't trying to go to jail, and you know what the law is. But I mean, an average citizen know what the law is, right? I tell the kids all the time when I'm on the street, I say, yo, you want to know what the law is? like, man, yeah, I know my rights. I say, yo, take out your smartphone. That's the biggest computer that you ever had. Yep. Everybody always talk about y'all don't have a computer, but you got a phone. I say, y'all on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, MySpace, Facebook, um, whatever them other things are, right? I said, all you got to do is download the Constitution. It's right there. No one has that on their phone. I, I do. I do. Two people. Y'all don't have it on yours? Nope. Hell no. I don't even have it on mine. Better download it. And. That goes to show you. And the best part about it, it quizzes you. Wow. It quizzes you on everything about the Constitution. You know what I'm saying? It quizzes you on it. So, there's no way. Even in law enforcement, that you should not know the law because everything is right there at your fingertips. And then think about it: what's the big, what's the biggest institution that people don't utilize right now? That's a wealth of knowledge. Come on, Triple C Library. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Nobody does. Nobody does, and that's how they. That's how they get you, yo. They put everything that you need right in front of you. Because they know you ain't gonna go there. Mm-hmm. That's like when we did drugs. Where do where do you hide it? In <laughs> plain books. sight. In books. Plain sight. Money too. Yeah. Hide plain all sight. the money and drugs and books. Why? Ain't nobody gonna look there. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna look there. Plain sight. Instead, they hide it in couches. This kind of thing. Plain sight, home. Nobody checks books anymore. I challenge all the state's attorneys on anything when it comes to law because I say, yo. 
You can't tell me that this is what this is the final say. Because we're in this new century. I know something was amended. And I can pull it up. When I worked human trafficking, yo, I went down to the University of Baltimore Law Library. And the judges was like, well, where did you get this from? I'm like, yo, this the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this in the law library. Mm. But people don't know. Because guess what? People don't want to know. They don't want to do the research on it. I'm old school, yo. I ain't that older than y'all. But encyclopedias was a motherfucker. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody right. give you some encyclopedias, boy. What? The uh was it not Britannica? Yes, it was Britannica. Yeah, Britannica. Yeah, man, Britannica. them joints. Oh my God, I used to love looking at that. Britannica joints. That was the closest to wildlife that you've seen, mm-hmm. except for Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, so how was working in human trafficking? What did that do for you? Working in human trafficking probably was the most rewarding but the toughest job that I ever had. Mm. I remember you came through and taught that class. Yeah, that that was the most rewarding, but toughest job that I ever had. It would it would it could play on your mental, like 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 for real. What? So when I say human trafficking, you think about it. Is there a special case that comes to mind that jumps at you like, ah, I gave it everything and I'm glad I got this. It took now, everything out of me. I would say. It's not a special case because every last one of them is special because you're saving a you're saving a child's life. Absolutely. So it, it wouldn't one never overshadowed another because at the end of the day it, it was just like drugs, sex, money, and murder. And these dudes were like, I think one of the most appalling ones that I that I witnessed, we were working down in PG County at the hotel down there, um, off the university, University Road, and. We were looking for another juvenile, and we ran across another juvenile. Mm. But we ran across how we ran across. We it was it was this hotel was jacked up. They had I mean they had everything going on there. So we see these this, these men coming into this one hotel, this one hotel room like back and forth like car after car after car after car. I'm like, damn, they getting that money. We go knock on the door. Say police who we are, you know, government, this is what we're looking for. Um, it's a transsexual. Um, the guy had breasts. I mean, you know, he had they had breasts. My surgery. Yeah. Um, I'm old school. They had he had breasts. <laughs> and he had a penis. And the men were coming in there. And he was having sex with them, and they was having sex. It was it was a smell that you could never, ever, ever want to imagine in your life. Was there a dead body? It ain't smell like death. You know what death smell like when you smell it. Yeah, but worse than that. Yo, you or just it, different. Different. Just different. It was like you, 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 you got to go, and from the waist up, you say, okay, oh, she fine. Huh? What? Yeah. From the waist up, you was like Shut she was dope. She had a she drove a Dodge Charger. I never forget. She was fine, long hair. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yo, D, he was Dominican, yo. 
Come on, Master. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yeah, yo, it's one of y'all, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just pick him. Nah, nah, nah. That's for real. That's for real. But but they had but they had hands. <laughs> they had hands. He had feet. Like, yeah, grown man hands. Yeah, and grown man feet. They left. Yeah, because you can't change that. No. No, sure can't. So we wind up, but the, the crazy part was how this is in, how this encompasses all walks of life. You had people, men with um that were married. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the car seats in their car. That's disgusting. Coming through, you know, doing their thing. My yeah. man was giving them that tool. Right. So we wind up, the person that we was looking for, we wind up catching a ju- another juvenile. And this juvenile, she was she was deaf. That's, that's why it sticks out to me. She was deaf. Her braces were mended to her teeth. She had bed bug bites or flea bites all over. It broke my partner. It broke him. It broke him. He was like, "Yo, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't interview this person. I, I, we, I can't, I can't do it because at the time, I think his daughter was the same age. Mm. So it was, it was reflections of what was happening. It was like, yo, it can happen to any of our kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. So come to find out, the story was." The aunt had adopt had legally adopted the kid, but was sent off over overseas. Was left to another family member while they were overseas. That family member didn't give a sugar honey iced tea about him. Mm. So her, the young girl, and her brother were living in a vacant house. Damn. And a pimp got her, had her working, while the little brother was staying in a vacant house. During the daytime, and then he would drop her back off. And I, so we wind up, we actually wind up getting a pimp and a girl. But then our target was um, um, from El Salvador mm-hmm. and from the DR. And it's sad because everybody everybody started from some some type of fucked up situation and you had somebody prey on that you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. that predator thing that predator they preyed on that so you had the person from El Salvador trying to send money back to her family you had the person from the DR that had, was that got turned out at 12 by a family member mm. and was running from NY down here and her mother didn't know what she was doing, but she had a pimp. And the pimp was from MS-13, which was crazy because she was from the DR, but the pimp was MS-13. The two don't mix. Right. The two don't mix, but it somehow that was one of the, the I, I, I will say, one of the, the one of the craziest cases um, that I worked with that. But it was, it was a lot of them because we would get these kids and everything that they would have would be in a trash bag. Wow. And I'm talking about kids. I'm talking about 12 to 16 years old. But wow. society just have discarded them. Like, like in our city right now, the reason why you have these young kids 
banging off the way that they do? Because they homeless. They don't have nothing. And with school being closed and Corona out here right now, yo, they ain't eating. Ooh, yeah. And when I say eating, I'm talking about really like nutritional eating. Nutritional eating because they get the, the, the free out. lunch. Yeah. That lunch. And they right. get it, they get it to take home. Right. So they ain't getting that right now. Yo, that's why that's why everything is up and we don't pay attention to it's like the trends. If you don't pay attention, yo, you gonna miss it. Right. And we missing it. It's not all on law enforcement. Don't get me wrong. Yo, ain't, ain't no way in the world we can tackle this by itself. No way near. Because it's too systemic. But it's happening. So when you're talking about defunding this or reallocating funds for this, yo, I, I told somebody in the meeting one time, that's why they put me out. I said, y'all like the pimp. They're like, what do you, oh, what do you mean? I said, because y'all writing grants to get money for human trafficking. But what are you helping? You're keeping the money. So based upon all these numbers of kids that are being trafficked or out here homeless, you're getting money for them, but those kids aren't being recovered and the money ain't going to them. It's lying in your pocket. It's lying in your pocket. It's lying in your pocket. So, of course, they were appalled by that, as they say, appalled. <laughs> I'm appalled. Yes. Leave the room. I'm appalled. Highly perturbed. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Oh, it's real. Uh, it's real. You know, usually we, we take it back. Think about it. We all come from the neighborhood. Yep. How many girls was highly sexual in your, in your neighborhood? Not many. But how? But you might have that few. Absolutely. And that few, guess what? Somebody in that house had touched them already. That's what Absolutely. There was like one or two of them that was yep. like really, yep. you know what I mean? Ripping, bing, boom, bang. Yep, because yeah. somebody had already touched them. Right. And that's crazy because when you're young, you don't think about that. You just think she's ready to go. She's a wetty. But that's a scar. That's a scar they carry for life. Because yep. a lot of them, yeah, they can't shake that off. They can't shake okay. that off. And it, 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 that therapy. But the, the worst part is, is that what we we don't realize, and what we, you know, as a society, this is the part that fuels every every violation that we work. First degree assault, second degree assault, battery, rape, sexual assault, domestic violence. Mm. Because if someone has experienced that traumatic situation and never talked about it, it just perpetuates. It grows. It grows. And the only way a lot of times for those guys and those, because it's just not females. Absolutely not. Only way for a lot of those guys and those females to become numb to it is to what? Start getting high. Start, yeah, take pills. And just to you, get through it. And so numb, what, so numb, what, numb the pain, as and they so say. So what does that do? That creates your next wave of what? Addicts. Yeah. But the problem still has never been addressed. Wow. Yo. So. We might have to pause this mic again because I have to process this. Yeah. Wow. This is too much. Uh, people, I, 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 I said it from the beginning, man. This, this is different. We deep. And this is, but you know what's crazy? 
This is what needs to be on CNN. Absolutely. This is what needs to be on Fox News. They're talking about vet votes. Fuck all them votes, man. This is the shit that's going to change the country. Absolutely. What my man K is talking about, Big Bro K. Mm. I appreciate you, yo. No, I appreciate you. Triple C. Because what yo. they say, yo, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. It will not but be guess televised. what? We going to televise because of the age of social media. Absolutely, nothing is 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 being secret anymore. But, but this is the this is this is what it is. Yep. No one wants to talk about this. With that last piece, which you just said, just summed it all up. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yo, this is crazy. Triple C, yo, this is. It's been a phenomenal. I'm, I'm, I'm taking my I'm taking my stuff off. I'm sorry. Dre's done. I'm done. Dre, Dre's done. I'm done. I'm mad. Ladies and gentlemen, I like to thank my brother K for coming out tonight. I mean, he just dropped the mic. Dre left. It's, it's nothing more to talk about. It don't get no better than what K has brought to the table it's just I've always said we different but when you surround yourself with people like Kay and you just want to be great and you strive to learn more educate yourself more be better it don't get no better we're all about change we're all about bridging the gap what better direction can we go? We got to come together. We got to get that old school foundation back. Help each other. Uplift each other. Everybody's kings and queens. And, uh, okay, do you have anything else you'd like to say, sir? I would just like to say to the world, just put God first. Mm. We talk about it. Everybody pray about it. But just because your blessing doesn't come in the form that you think it should have come in doesn't mean that you're not being blessed. We've been blessed a long time. We don't walk this earth for a long time. But we can't continue to walk this earth and not give back because mm. we've taken so much from it. So we got to give back. And before this whole conversation started, first thing I did was that I prayed about it that the words and the conversation be guided by Allah mm. and that the message be received by those that it need to be received to mm. because oh, I'm just a vessel and it's just, just this is just my opinion some of this may have been for some people and some of this may have not you know we all beg to differ and we all have our own opinions on certain things I ain't here to be a great debater, but I can debate, but I'm not. We're just here to have conversation. And that's what's going to bring, that's what's going to bridge the gap in society is conversation. I mean, we look at the two houses right now, Republican, Democrat right now, and, you know, they can't have conversation. At all. So if our so-called founding fathers, what this, what this country was founded on, can't have conversation, how we expect the states in the cities to have conversation and dialect with each other. How do we expect that we see that black lives matter, that 
all lives matter. Mm. And, you know, and I, and I get it where we say that, you know, most people aren't having aren't African American and don't know and don't know what we've been through. I I can attest to that because you don't know what it's like to be called by a white person the N word. Mm. I don't use it, and I and I say it a hundred time hundred percent. And people that know me know that I don't use it. But how how often is it that, you know, we as the homies, we turn around and we keep saying it. And we giving them the power to say, well, they keep saying it. So why can't we say it? It's a f- freedom of speech. Freedom of this, freedom of that. So until we start having respect for ourselves, how can we expect anyone else to have respect for us? And I ain't going to get into it because I know a lot of people feel a certain kind of way about it. But yo, I'll tell you 110%. Yo, we got to do better. Point blank period. We got to do better. You got to learn how to wash your ass, how to comb your, how to comb your hair, how to iron your clothes, how to have conversation, how to brush your teeth, personal hygiene, education, like all of that. We got to do better in all of that. In all aspects of life, it's not just one thing or one conversation to say that we're going to do this or we're going to do that. Yo, our minds are intelligent. And we got so much that we can learn from each other. Like, here, I got my, I got my, I, I can't say, I got my Dominican brother over here. I got my Cuban brother over here. I got my African-American brother over here. Guess what we doing? We fellowshipping. Mm. We fellowshipping because guess what? At the end of the day, we all we all cut from the same cloth. Everybody just wants something different and better for their family. So if we put that same thought pattern in everything that we do and kill everybody that wants to talk about why oh, I hate this, why oh, I hate that, why oh, I hate this, why oh, I hate that, and these these fake ass leaders, stop putting your your faith in in, in men and mm-hmm. women. Expecting them to lead this or expecting them to lead that. Because nothing can be done without the presence of God. Period. Whether you want to believe it or not. Grandma said, yo, <laughs> if you ever want to make the devil laugh, tell him your plan. I mean, you ever want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. Mm-hmm. Tell him your plan. What's your plan, yo? That shit can't get carried out now unless he said it's going to get carried out. Mm. I don't never have a plan when it, when it comes to that. I said, Lord, guide me in the right direction. Not those who have gone astray, but those who have gone on the right path. Mm. And that's all we got to do. So I say to y'all tonight in closing, yo, it's been a humbling, a humbling experience. And I loved it. Because I did not know how the conversation was going to go. And we talking from off the dome. And we were some educated brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? And we just got to do better. And once we learn to do better, yo, yo, we going to love each other, yo. Absolutely. That's it. Whatever the word love means, yo, we going to have that bond for one another. Mm. And that's all I want to see, yo. Yo, yo, Triple C. Yo. It's a song that's, that's, that resonates. And most people don't know it, but when you hear it, they don't they gonna know. It's Maumi. Most deaf. 
Shine your light for the world to see. That's right. You know, Triple H, I don't know. He has a voice. Uh, I'm telling yo, Triple C, if you could pull that up, baby. Oh, I got you. Oh, yo. Like, if that in closing. No. (laughs) Yo, sometimes my heart gets heavy. Sometimes I want to leave and fly away. I want to tell you how I feel right now. That's it right there. And that's what we did tonight. Yeah. I had to come back. That's that's beautiful. For me, this life is not promised. Even though I know know you didn't say much, but for like those investigators out there, if they don't pick up what you said, man, I don't know. They shouldn't be in those positions. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for just being here, bro. Dope. Dope. Brother Dre. Brother Dope. H. Triple C. Baby girl in the back. I appreciate you, bro. Oh, she knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this was this was love, brother. Like. If y'all, come back y'all anytime, the, 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 man. When you come back, we we won't even do all the intro stuff. We just get right yo, we into can it. Just, yo, we can just get into it. Yo. Right, like, right, 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 right. Like, right. like, 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 word. Like the conversations is like, yo, it's it's phenomenal. You know, we don't it don't have to be on political. We like you said, nah, not the political. It's 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 all about uplifting, uplifting, and what we can do. Yes, to empower the people. You yes, know? and it's is it's it's surely reach one, teach one. And and in the education aspect of it, yo, we gotta hold our kids to a higher standard to what they've been being held to now, and we gotta we gotta force that upon them so they can know the greatness that that they have inside of them, and not succumb to just this mediocre lifestyle that we so used to seeing like yeah. that. Man, yeah, because the other countries they doing that, they doing that. Those kids are going, they're going to yes. school six days a week, six days a week. Math, right? Science, and don't have half the things and the tools. Yo, that that social media gets yo gets minimized. China ain't letting that people see everything that they on the internet that we get to see. They secluded, right? They China say, listen, you can't come in and do all that. You can't do all of that. They don't let it. They don't even let us in there. Yo, we, we like our education level out of the out of the world. We at the lowest, yo. I told my son one. one the, I, I told like my 18th, son and one daughter one, one thing. Eighteen for nineteen. We're down there. And all you got to do is check it out when you take your kids to the doctors. How mm. I many Americans are the doctors when you go? Yo, you know it's crazy. My daughter just asked me that. My yeah. daughter's like, "Hey, Dad, how come none of my do- doctors are Dominican?" <laughs> she said that. Adi said that. Adi's yo. Adi's a problem. And shout out. She said, "How come my doctors are not Dominican?" That's all you got to see. You know what? You know what kind of position that put me in. I had to keep it a hundred with her. I said, "Yo, most Dominican chicks, this is what they're doing." Yo, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know y'all have y'all sponsors, but y'all have young kids. I put my kid in, um, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, how they do with the. I know y'all got the things, but Kumon works. 
Kumon works. Nah, that's a beautiful thing. Now nah, we could talk about that all day, every day. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Kumon works. Kumon Learning Centers. Yes. Yes. And I Please put my, educate. I, I put my son in that early on. And the thing that attracted me to it was, you know, the, you know, the majority of the people that was there was Chinese, Middle Eastern, and Indian, and Africans. Mm. Nobody from us. Wow. Nobody from us. And they was already testing on levels of the SAT that most of our kids in high school are testing the SAT. But but tell them what like what they did. And so with 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 Kumon, it's all about mental. So I, my son was only in it for math. We didn't have no problems with reading. It was just a mental math, and they take you to the basics of one plus one, all the way through. And it's time. So what what it ha- what it, what it deals with it deals with pressure, because you have to get a, a time clock, and you have this amount of time to ask this amount of questions without. Using scratch paper. Mm. Looking at it, knowing it. So as he went through, he he progressed. And when he got um in middle school, I never forget it, in eighth grade, teacher called me, said, Look, I need to see you. I said, What's wrong? Your son is not showing his work. I said, Okay, are the answers incorrect? She was like, No, the answers aren't incorrect, but I need to know how he got the answer. I said, mental math. What do you mean, mental man? I said, he's in Kumar. You know what the lady said? What's she said? Oh, that's fine. You have to say no more. Mm. I'm good with it. That's it. Say no more. Say no more. So if you have time to put your children in that, it was 10 times cheaper than Sylvan. The curriculum is totally different from Sylvan. And when I seen what they were, what they were producing out of there, because the instructors... Are not just they. I mean, my son's instructor was Russian. You had an Italian instructor, you had a Spanish instructor, you had an Asian instructor, you had different instructors. So you getting that emphasis on what it takes to do this, and that's what we need to do with our children, and stop saying, "Okay, I'm gonna give you this PS5, or I'm gonna give you this game, I'm gonna give you that." Yo, we got to put them in these situations to learn to be better. Like, think about it. How many of y'all kids right now know how to open up a checking account or go to the bank and deposit their money? Five years old is old enough. Six years old is old enough. Seven is old enough. They know how to write their name. They can start going to the bank and depositing their money, and you put them put their money in a savings account, open them up an IRA. We don't talk about financial literacy. Yep. And we need to mm. start doing that with your kids and start building that wealth that we call generational wealth. I failed my daughter because I didn't know. It wasn't until my first supervisor said, yo, this is what you should be doing. And I took advantage of it. That's why I was able to put it in school. Same thing with my son. I started putting him money away. But if we don't get that, like for me, never work no overtime, yo. I never work overtime, yo. I work overtime because I got to stay. Mother's like, yo, you staying today? No, I'm going home. And my first supervisor said, never live your life around your overtime. 
because that shit ain't guaranteed. And that's how I live, you know? That's how I live my whole career. Yeah, sometimes shit get tough. But guess what? I ain't worried about it because I'm good. I'm my, my budget is what my budget is. But I'm not saying, yo, I got to make $2,500 in overtime to pay my mortgage. Man, fuck that. Fuck that. I, yo, I like to buy Jordans. That's my vice. I like to smoke my cigars. That's my vice. And when I want to take a trip, and I am a foodie, so I like to go places and drive for food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that other shit, yo. Yo, that's, yo, that's, uh, at the end of the day, they say, and, so, and, and I learned this because at the end of the day, when my father passed away, when you dead and gone, H and D, what you worrying about? Yeah. What you worried about? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. You gone, yo. What? You gone. You transitioned. You transition to the next life. Nada. You know what I'm saying? And nobody is supposed to get rich off of their family member's death. No. Hell no. Nobody. It'd be a whole lot of people online now. Oh my what? goodness, man! They be lying. Like, yo, yo. What that insurance money look like? What? <laughs> man. Sure. Man. Sure. I'm man. not knowing they cost a lot to bury that. Right. Bubba. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yo, they be looking yo, for that cash. Look at look at that chops. Yo. Like, yo, I know you got some money. I, got I know no we money. got that ring he bought about t- fifteen years ago. Right. I want that. Right. <laughs> That's real talk. That's real shit. In death. <laughs> What? Five families. The mighty dies he bought before he left. I want them too. Yo, all them sneakers in the corner. Yo, I can get some money for them. That velour sweatsuit. Let me get that. Fat <laughs> false. The Kango. Hand it over. Hand it over. That's crazy. Hey, that's that's a shame. That, but that's what we that's what we deal with. Wow. So meanwhile, teach on the other kids side, now. teach your kids now, yo. They yeah, talking man. about the states. You know what I'm saying? They talking about you know Picasso's. Being handed down, and we're fighting over what. I mean, oh, so my whole thing is, and even with my people, what we talked about, and even with some some friends, the biggest thing right now that you can do for your kids, if you decide to do it for your kids, it's real estate, yo. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's the biggest thing, yo. Real estate. Every, every city's under a regenerification order. Yes. Every state, every city, no matter, I, yo, I done been everywhere, like I said, in the continental U.S. I, oh, that's the only place I haven't been. I haven't been to Hawaii. Really? Oh, my homeboy. Out of Hawaii. all the places you've been, you never been to Hawaii? I know, my homie keep trying to get me over there. He sent me a message all the time, like, I yo, guess, come on over, yo. I guess mm. there's no crime over there like that. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's only not. got is a little, a little bit of Hell's Angels. But, I mean, even in Australia, that motherfuckers be wilding out, like, yeah, Australia was fucking wild. That I yo, I never knew that. I me neither. Who would ever know? I just know? thought it was mountain goats and shit. Yo, that motherfucker some beer. I, yeah, I just thought it was about beer and like kangaroos, right? Man, the Lebanese over there in, in Australia, really? They 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 rich, got money, and they don't like white folks. Mm. So why are they over there? Because it's easy to make a lot of money. Uh, Yo, sense. you could take our potato chips here in Maryland are Uts, right? Yeah. You could take a 99-cent bag of potato chips of Uts. 
and 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 take it to Australia and sell that shit for six dollars. Damn. What? Six dollars. I never knew that. I ain't know that either. Oh, because you got to think Australia's an island. Mm. Everything gets shipped into it. Everything gets shipped in. Mm. They don't ship. They won't ship butts over there. Yep. Hey, yo, I. I that's got a born on date. They only ship right. it to certain hey, parts hey, of the Northeast. You know, the fr- crazy part was the young dude that was my cover dude for me, he said, Man, we having a problem with the darkies in my neighborhood. Darkies? I said, What the fuck are the darkies? <laughs> so now I'm thinking he's saying the ninjas. Right. Mm-hmm. But he ain't saying ninjas. He's not saying it directly. Right. Right. I said, Well, well I said, Well, who are the doggies? Well, yeah, elaborate a little bit. Who are we talking about? He said, you know the doggies. I said no. I, I have don't no know. idea what you're talking about. I son. said I've never been to Australia. He said the a- Aborigines. Mm-hmm. Aborigines. The original people, people. Australia. Oh shit. They call them the doggies. And the doggies in Australia are just like Dominicans, Cubans, Puerto Ricans, or anybody else in America, mm. because they don't have the same rights. White folks. I swear I never knew that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Triple C, you knew that? Mm-hmm. Aboriginal people? Yeah, they. Yes. That shit, yo, so much so that white folks adopt the Aborigines because the Aborigines can't afford to take care of their own kids. Yo, they still walking around with, with no shoes and, and barely clothes on. What? Yes. Yeah, the, the Aboriginals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm yeah, telling you, right. if you don't get out this country to see what other things are like, you can't have an appreciation. About this country, yeah. And mm. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, really? So they dropped me off in Australia and said, yo, do your thing, go get them targets. And I did, but my target wound up getting killed. It's, it's crazy out there in um, Australia with, like, guns and drugs. So, in all, you know, guns are illegal in Australia. Legal. Illegal. illegal. Or illegal. Mm-hmm. You can only have a certain a caliber for hunting. That's it. Mm. Like the shit that we sell because they had a mass shooting in 19, I want to say 81 or something, where someone shot up a bunch of people. And from there, they banned all guns. Period. So, like, when you come through, you can't have no gun. No. You can't have no gun. On the boat, on the on the Period. plane, nothing. none of that. So when I got sent over there because of the, when the kid killed, when the kid killed the two, um, killed the um, Australian police dude. That's why I got sent over there. Mm. And so when I got there, it's a it's a, when I tell you it's a long flight, yo. I was so excited, and I've been Australia mm-hmm. from. From the East Coast to the West Coast is like six hours. Mm-hmm. From the West Coast to Australia, no BS, it's 16 hours. 16? I was yes. going to say 13. Yo, how can we make a plane fly in the air for 16 hours? Right, nonstop. Nonstop, without refueling. Those are geniuses. But we got all these countries without running water. How does mm. that happen? How does that happen? Run, no running water, no food. But this plane is in the air for 16 hours. 
So when I land, I'll tell. When I land, I'll tell you this real quick. You know what I'm saying? Because it was, it was, it was, it was funny. They have this biometrics. This biometric scans your your retina. So I had glasses on. The machine said, "Take off your glasses." I took off the glasses. I had a hat on. The machine said, "Take off your hat." I squinched my eyes. The machine says, "Open your eyes." I'm like, "What the fuck?" Mm. <laughs> like I'm fucked now because I obviously you don't want them to know I'm in another name, right? But little did I know when I left New York, New York called Australia, and guess what they said? They New York seen me. Oh, guess what they say, yo? You got a terrorist drug dealer flying into your country. Mm. Get out of here. Yo, from 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 our customs. That's crazy. Because I had a prayer rug, my Quran, and I had on the, yo, I had on Adidas sweatpants, flip-flops, uh, not flip-flops, but Adidas sandals, a, uh, um, a baseball cap, and a t-shirt. Comfortable. Chill. So when I land in Australia, I'm trying to go through the biometric span, um, um, scan. The motherfuckers, I'm like, I can't get through this bitch. They like, finally, it was like, open your eyes, look, look directly into the camera. So I do that. So the, uh, someone comes up from Australia and was like, oh, are you having a problem, mate? I said, yeah. I said, I don't know where I need to go. I'm trying to get my luggage and get off. They said, oh, come with me. Yo, they put my ass in secondary for four hours. Damn. And they drilled me for a straight four hours. Why was I there? Who are you? Who am I? What is my name? Mm. Yo, they told me I couldn't. I told them, I said, let me wash my mouth out with some Listerine. They said, no, because it might be cyanide because you might be trying to kill yourself. Mm. They followed me for two days. Two days straight? Two days straight. <laughs> but you know what was great about it? What's that? My target, <clears throat> that motherfucker was thorough. Mm. Yo, he was on the next level. These motherfuckers, these motherfuckers drive Lamborghinis. The, the, the kind of shit that Batman drove. Yeah. Those were the kind of Lamborghinis that they drove. Aventadors and yeah. shit. I don't know the name of them. So when I finally meet the dude, he was like, yeah, we know that you out, brother. I said, how you figure? He said, because we know what happened to you coming through customs. They were watching you. They will watch me. Wow. They will watch me. The motherfucker to- pulled out. The motherfucker told me, he said, listen, you can drive my BMW. He had a BMW. I have never seen this. Your target. My target had a BMW 5 Series. That was one of 15. Damn. It's probably the M5. What is it? Something 90. I don't, it was they one of 15. A, yeah, they make The, the, the number was in the, the door jam of the thing. It's an M5, but it's an M5 like a special class. Right. It's like an M5. You can get an M5, but then there's like an M5 that you cannot get. Yo. The mother told me, he said, yo, you need some weed? So I'm like, yo, you a Muslim dude. Yo, he had a big bowl. A weed said, go ahead. He was smoking cigarettes. He would drop the cigarette butts on the ground. He, 
the dudes would pick him up as he was smoking. Wow. In front of your face. In front of my face. He was like, yo, what you need, brother? Oh, he was a god. Yo. So I'm like, nah, I'm good. We did our thing. We had our conversation. We talked about this. We talked about the roads of travel coming in, bringing in shit. It's a whole nine. It was the first time that the Australian government had ever got this information because nobody ever could get into them. So I was the first person to ever get into them. And the crazy part is, oh, yo, I ain't bullshit. I don't make this shit up, yo. Like, I ain't bullshit. I ain't telling you this shit to see who dick is the biggest. Like, yo, yo, I ain't making this shit up, yo. I swear to God, uh, yo, on, on everything. So the second day that I was supposed to meet this motherfucker, the rivals drove up and killed that motherfucker at his auto body shop. Are you serious? I ain't lying. Dobbs. I ain't lying. I'm mind you. That motherfuckers gave me an Audi A5. Was the, the the truck? Yeah, the, the the truck Audi A5. You know what I'm with that? The steering wheel's on the opposite side. Right. Yo, I'm running over all kind of sidewalks in that bitch, yo. Because you got to go this way instead of going this way. They was like, yo, you just figure it out. Yeah, figure it out, and I'll see you later. Yo, and they left me by myself. And as I was pulling, they was like, abort, abort, abort. That motherfucker got knocked off right at his, at his shop. Wow. But the motherfuckers, yo, the, the crazy part, I can't, I'm not going to get into all of that part of the conversation with the phones. But they had special phones that came out of Colombia. That's all I'm gonna say. Yo, so the ops that the ops that the ops that took them off, they was from the from like they didn't take them off. We we couldn't get it. No, no, the ops like the the rivals. No, they were just they was they were other Muslim dudes. Oh, it was just beefing. Wow, they were just beef. It wasn't like nope. Wow. And the phone that I had. Damn, how they catch them slipping like that? Yo, motherfucker. They were watching. The reason why is because law enforcement couldn't get into the Muslim they community. So they didn't at know. All. They had no intel. No, they did not. They didn't have intel. The motherfuckers wasn't allowed. It's like you got West Baltimore, the West Side. Can't do no Dominicans coming in. Hmm. That's it. Yeah, you're right about that. I was just saying, not even me, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, about but like that. that's that's just straight it. That's how I used to be in Baltimore. You go yeah. to Murphy Homes. If you went for Murphy if Homes, you went for Murphy Homes. You're not you going in. There. I don't care yeah. if you're black or any. If you went for Murphy Homes, they that's knew. It. So like, same as you wasn't going in there. Yeah, so the terrace. You weren't going in the terrace or nothing. So they took them off. They took them off out of the shop. And my case was over with after that. Got to go back home. I got to go home. I was so happy. <laughs> Why? Because that motherfucker flight. <laughs> I've been over there like almost five times, yo. Shit. That's a long whole flight. day done. The first time is exciting. <laughs> the, your second, third I time, you're like, man, I'm tired of this shit. I'm getting off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> 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 find coach? Will you find coach? Or like, yeah, you don't, you don't get you don't get business or fucking luxury class. Motherfucker, <laughs> 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 put you in coach. <laughs> shit. My motherfucking feet was hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't had no shoes on. <laughs> that's crazy. Yes. That's real talk, yo. Did you do anything in Europe? Nah. Did you get a kilt, bro? Huh? Did you did you get a kilt? No, I ain't fucking. You, you wouldn't order like that? No, no, 
I ain't mess with the Irish. Did you do anything like um, East, like that Asian area, like Muay Thai, like uh, Malaysia, nah, Thailand? No, so some of the other dudes that I was with, they did. I didn't. I didn't know. So we had certain regions that we can go into. So, like my last <laughs> one that I was supposed to go into was um, London. How was that? Oh, London, dude, London's dope. Yeah, how was that? Yeah, I, so I'm dying Lord, to go to London. London. I yeah. hope this podcast takes us to London. It's popping out there, yo. Because it's popping out there. Honestly, I'm gonna be honest with y'all and the listeners. I can't <laughs> talk about it. Okay, okay. Like for real. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell so you, is London a good James time? Bond? Is London a good time? You watch James Bond? Yes. You seen MI5? Yes. MI6? That shit is real. Quantum, shout out to Quantum of the History. Right, know? my yeah. man. My man, Ward. So is London a good time, though? Like, was it a good time? You had a good time there? Yeah. Did you get a suit? Nope. I didn't <laughs> get said, one. Nope. You ain't want to get a replica gold? How about Spain? Bro? How about Spain? Did you go to Spain? I only went to Spain for vacation. Okay. I only went to Spain for vacation. That sounds boring. I don't want to talk about the other shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was Did you ever go to the Dominican Republic? See, I call it the pond. <laughs> See? If you read the message, and that's, look what it says. Just read the message. You don't read it on the air. So you know I ain't bullshitting. Yeah. He said over in the UK. Mm-hmm. Did Did you have a good time in, how about the Dominican Republic? Vacation or business? See what I'm saying? That's what I said. Don't read it in the air. Oh, the DR, yo. I love DR, yo. But did you go there for business or pleasure? No, that, that was all pleasure. <laughs> we won't talk about Like Janet Jackson. Pleasure, principle. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know what's crazy? It's You get in more trouble on this podcast for pleasure than you do for business. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Triple yes. C? No, for real. So, all right. So, so you see, you see, H, it ain't a game, yo. Yeah. Oh, nah. Man. Yeah, fishing. So London was a good time. London was London, yo. but uh, like, did you, as a tourist, can you talk about it as a tourist? Nah. Okay, so we're I not gonna talk there. about London. Don't say London no more. No, no, no. Keep, keep no I was never there. All right. Um, stateside. What's your favorite state to visit? Man, my. You know what? What's so crazy? My favorite state to visit. Is Denver. People Why? sleeping on Denver, yo. Why is that? Man, because the air. Is it really that fresh? Yes. Like, you can tell the difference? You can tell the difference. How the criminals out there, though? Slow. Slower than uh, Baltimore? What? What? Ten times. <laughs> A bunch of woogies. Yeah. Nah, that's crazy. Uh I got nothing else to say, man. Too much fun. Amazing time. Triple C, cue in that music, please. Gotcha. Ladies and gentlemen, that's episode forty-seven. This is the dude right here from um, Kansas City, right here. Okay, that was my case. Man. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, he, wow. he looks like a psycho. Yeah, he needs some help. I'm so happy you protected us. Absolutely. Because that dude, dude would have probably, that, that probably yeah. done some damage. Yeah. 
He looks like he was ready to do some damage. Yeah. Looked like daddy wasn't in his life too much, man. No, he wasn't. At all. Nope. No, we appreciate it. Rebel without a cause. Yeah, for real. Ladies and gentlemen. Word. Thank my brother K coming out. Word. He blessed us. Are you going to come back? I'm doing a lot. All praises do. All day. That's right. Yo, I'll come back any day, have conversation. Because I'm going to retire. But I want to give back. You want to give back? Absolutely. And we, got, what, and we got to do one for when you do retire. Yeah. Because I want it all to come out. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes, yo, yo, we could be, we could, we could, yo, we could be in the basement for six hours. At, at least. hours, yo. Minimum. What? Let's make it happen. Oh, man. Let it all out. Let Word. it all out. Yo, yes, sir. It's going to be rented all. Man, yo. I'm putting my, I'm putting my paper planes hat on for real. Yes. <laughs> what? We're going to mean business then, Jay. Yo, Jay going to fly in. Like, uh, let me holler at you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no man. No doubt. Everybody be safe. Enjoy your weekend. We love you. We appreciate you. It's your boys here. Silverback Chronicles Podcast is Big H, Dre, Triple C. Is Triple C going to throw that, that, um, that ending? Yeah, 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 yeah. From, yeah. from what you come on? I, I need to hear we, that. We got to hear that before we go on. Ah. Ooh. There it is. Ooh. Ah. Shout out to all the IG Ooh. people. We love y'all. We love y'all. Mm. So we're going to let this mellow out. I need to listen. I, yo, I got to hold my headphones tight on oh, that Oh, yeah. One. That's feel good music right there. Feel good music. Uh, Yo, check out the website for uh, Black Friday. Black Friday, baby. www.silverbackchronicles.com. Specials coming for the merch. And uh, be safe. Silverback Chronicles. This is how we do. All day. On a Thursday night. Live from the basement, baby. Mm. My man D. My man hates You already C. know Yo I loved it Ah I found my new gig Yes sir suckers <laughs> <laughs> Alright people Be safe We love you One love One baby. love Peace and Peace. love Peace out Yeah Yeah The views and opinions Expressed on the Silverback Podcast Are those of the hosts Producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes, but not exclusive to, the Department of Defense and or the Baltimore City Police Department.